The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. with a left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Friday edition. Congratulations, you made it. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Rudy looking spectacular today in Powder So Blue. are you. You got A&M gear on, Giggum. I'm representing. Howdy and all that. Morning, YouTubers, early birds. Morning, Edwin. Easy E, looking good. Fix your collar. You're, you're, you're amongst oh, yeah. people. The, the right amongst side, people. the right side. There you go. People. Boom. See, a true friend tells you when you got yeah, a man. booger or if your collar's messed up. Please tell me. <laughs> but everyone's like, dude, I'm not on StreamYard anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're amongst people. Yeah, we come to you this morning on with the, uh, we, we know the topic of the day, Dallas Cowboy fan, and we're going to look at it from a variety of directions and primarily with the head coach of those Cowboys. Mike McCarthy will be here in, I would say, 43 minutes. Yeah, 43 minutes, unless the Dallas guys keep them too long. Which wouldn't be all that surprising for Sean and RJ, those usurpers. But yeah, what a rough afternoon. That was uh, made better by uh, an evening sent out at uh, Cigar International. I hope everybody had a chance that wanted to go, got to go. Cowboy tickets were given away, lots of yingling poured. It was a, it was a good night. Uh, lots of yingling swag as well, thanks to Cigar International, thanks to yingling, thanks to the fans especially. You guys make it go. Yeah, man. Packed house. Uh, thanks, everybody, packed for house. coming out. On a Thursday before a game, that was a packed house. And I wasn't there to receive it. I want to thank uh, Juan for stopping by and giving us the uh, challenge coin. That's awesome. Yeah, Much appreciated. Shout and out to he actually yours. hung out with us at our favorite bar. The worst bar in the world. Worst bar in the world, the Rudder Room down in Oxnard. He was there doing military stuff. I guess I don't know what he was doing there, visiting his brother or something. But he came and kicked it with us at Rudder. No, nah, that's where he serves. That that that, uh, that Navy base is the home to the Seabees, and he's a Seabee. So that's What's where Seabee. That is the naval in, engineers. Those are the guys that build the beachheads that gotcha. do the, the 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 preparation, building ports and all the gotcha. kind of stuff that makes the the military move. He's one of those dudes. And he serves, uh, he's in the guard, kind of like me, back in the day. So he had the monthly stuff and the annual. Oh, and gotcha. He was out there when we were out there. Yeah. And Came uh, in the Rudder Room, bought us around. Good dude. And, and yeah. all those folks come out. It's always a pleasure to see everybody. But uh, obviously, uh, a wonderful night that was tempered with a lot of Cowboy fans' concern. Yeah. Um, I, you know, driving in, I was actually headed to Cigar International Hangout with the guys when I Heard the news. Well, at that time, it wasn't official yet, but that's right. what everybody had feared. But the first thing I saw was, he's on crutches. Right. That was the first thing I saw was crutches. And then the, it's, the whisper started to come out, oh, man, they're, they're fearing ACL. And then by about 5 o'clock, it was confirmed. And, uh, you know, wrong step on the cover play. And here we are with a $98 million man down for the count. That's why, uh, while... These are billionaires. It's like a boat. <laughs> you know, Jerry's like, are you kidding me? 
That's a $40 million engine. Saturday, Goldfinger. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, you're going to be out. Let's bring this up. Uh, tomorrow, I'm on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're going to be out with the Dallas Cowboy. Uh, Tony Casillas. I get Tony legend Casillas. Bus, the uh, Hall of Famer legend bus. It's really cool. We yeah. get to see that thing. They bring it out to Oxnard. It's really nice. Yeah, it's cool. So, Cowboy fans, this is a must-see opportunity. All weekend long, they're going to be in town. Uh, tomorrow, they're going to be down on the... Uh, Tomorrow this is it's uh Joe did the Joe did the uh promo. They're gonna be at one of uh, the N H E B on the south side with Ed Two Tall Jones, and then Sunday we'll be out in the Cibolo H E B with Tony Casillas. And that you know, Casillas does a did a gig with RJ Ochoa. There's a big circle to this. Really? Yeah, he and RJ have done some stuff together. Okay. Uh, which by the way is a tease for RJ Ochoa, who will be here today for his weekly show inside of our show. Uh, and certainly lots to talk about inside of there. How, much, how late did you watch the game last night? I can tell you precisely when I went to bed. I went to bed at right when uh, Daniel Jones threw that pick late in the fourth, around oh, three-minute mark. But I See, I missed all that. Once Nebo caught the touchdown pass there in the middle of the third, I walked away. Really? And I think I missed a fair amount. Yeah, uh, the reason why I figured that you were up a little bit past that, you had some action from BetUS on the game. You I needed did. San Francisco to cover by 11. How are you going to bed? Because I saw Debo put him far enough up. <laughs> that was enough for you? Yeah. Okay. I, and I evidently missed what what do you what did you make of the the Giants? Are they they're gamers. I'll give them that. I'm going to tell you this about the Giants. Look, I'm not about to sit here and tell you that the Giants stink. What I'm going to tell you is Two out of the three games the Giants have played, they played the two best defenses in the league. They play like everybody's like, oh man, the Giants stink. No, if you can't on one hand say, wow, San Francisco, and then on the other hand say, wow, this Dallas defense could be historic, and then say the Giants suck. Right. <laughs> you your schedule is brutal. Like you get the Cowboys who are on a mission, then you get San Francisco who's on a mission. <laughs> now the Arizona game. It, while it was, it shouldn't have went down the way it went down. They won the game that they were supposed to win before the season started. Now you wouldn't have said it would be seventy to twelve. That's what they lost was between the Cowboys and the 49ers. You wouldn't have said that, but you would have had them one and two. At the end of the day, seven weeks from now, it, we're just we're just going to say what the schedule was. Like if you looked at it before the season started, you would have said the Giants are going to be one and two, right? Right. So I like you know I'm not here to I'm not going to pile on the Giants. I'm not going to pile on the Giants if I think that highly of the Cowboys in San Francisco. Those are literally the one and two defense in the league. Literally. So, yeah, they don't stink. They that, just got the uh, unfortunate scheduling. <laughs> that being said, San Francisco, damn. You, you, you Were you impressed? Damn. Yes, in every facet. They hit hard. They come on every play. Mm-hmm. That D-line is the best in football. I I I mean, I'm a, Again, I'm a I, I believe in Philly and I believe in the Cowboys, but that front. I'm not going to, I, oh. I'm not going to argue with anybody that feels like it's the boys. I mean, I, I, I've told you that I feel like San Francisco's the better overall team right now, but I don't, I don't wouldn't argue with anybody that said, nah, Rob, I think Dallas has the better D line. I, I, uh, yeah. And but not, they both have the Bosa Micah. Those, take your pick. Those three lines, man, it just makes things so difficult and they just explode. I mean, those guys are right. coming off and, uh, that might be the key to how the Cowboys maintain is right. the defensive line and the pressure that they're going to have to provide to take some weight off of Bland and Lewis and, and the fills that are coming. And we're going to talk with head coach Mike McCarthy. He'll be brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, as he always is. Though sadly, Rudy, I'll, I'll admit to it, no tacos this week. 
didn't happen. Yeah, I'm dealing with a family thing. You oh, know, you you think family you're going to step up and you know they're like eh, it's a long drive. And what if I don't want to get there? And so we're gonna. This will be the last weekend that I mean, I'm going to hire professional I, services. I can't believe and pay Vol- for I, such services. I'm, I'm shocked at Volcan though. He had a good well, gig. They're I wearing can't his find sh- the dude. I know. That's, I'm, I'm saying I'm shocked at him. Like, dude, you're getting. The guys on the team are wearing your shirts. Mm-hmm. You're a cowboy fan. You're getting to go up to Frisco. You're, you know, you're making, well, I don't know, seventy dollars before you even open. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, bro. Like, I, I'm shocked at him, but maybe, maybe the dude don't work there anymore. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe he's moved on to bigger and better things. Or maybe we were risking food poisoning every time we had tacos delivered. I don't, I you know what I, I, you know, I never even took that into account. I've like, never saw you, the guy's kitchen. Yeah. I, he could have been making them at home for all I know. And you, well, you know, what? now that I think about it, we've gotten kind of lucky because, yeah. you know, if all of a sudden Dak's earling on Saturday morning, well, out of both ends, and then to come to find out like there's some radio show in San Antonio they were accepting Who, tacos from. Literally all I did was go on Yelp four years ago and just find a taco thing and yeah. just say, hey, dude, will you... Deliver tacos to the Cowboys. It's like a prank. Would you do that if I out of the blue you got a call like, "Hey, this is a radio guy from San Antonio." I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, Rob. I, I would probably watch somebody else eat and see if they run to the bathroom. <laughs> if if you're okay in an hour, I go heat me up one of them. But I wouldn't have been the taste test dummy. Well, I've said I've told this story before that you know I we'd been having tacos delivered for several weeks, right? And I wanted there was something happened, and I go I'm just. On the side, I go, do you guys have any horchata to, to deliver to? See, that's when you went too far. And then he goes, well, yeah. And I was like, you do? He said, yeah, I'm a gas station. And then I went, I don't want to know anymore. Or a gas all, station. First of all, who really like who really drinks that stuff? Horchata? That stuff is No one. Mad. It's, yeah, just, stuff it's is the gross. stuff that's bubbling in that thing. Yeah, Everybody looks at it and goes, gross. oh, that's so good. Yeah, but I don't, I don't ever see anybody drinking it. Yeah, I'm not down. But I put always, The machine's rum, always full. Okay, that's different. Yeah, I, put, I mix it. That's different. But I was I was just trying to send something something. We were yeah. gonna send like do you have we any like give squirt? A, yeah, <laughs> we could big send big red. I remember the first time you asked McCarthy about big red. He was like, yeah, this big red stuff. I don't know what it is, but it's pretty good. But it's only good with barbacoa. That's it. The, any other time, big red by itself is bubblegum spit. Or you can have you ever had it dumped into like a margarita? No, I. You see, remember when that craze hit? I didn't jump on board. I it didn't entice me. Like I never got enticed by the soda margarita. Like it's like, and I'm the worst eater slash health person there is known to man. But even I was like, nah, bro, I'm good on a soda inside of a sugar bowl. It was the alcoholic version of a like, Reese's. Now the Dos Equis in the margarita. Well, that, cool. that's what I'm talking. That, but not the big. But no, the, I remember there was a time we were doing the soda. Oh yeah, the, the uh, big red in the a. margarita, or it was a sun kissed in the margarita. I was oh, like, I hadn't nah, seen that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of down. That sounds good <laughs> to me. Good. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm good on that, man. Like you would never put big red in a in a, any drink. Why would you throw it in a margarita? It had a nice little twist to it. Had a nice twist. To it. Hey, let's talk about it before we talk to the man. Trayvon is down, but is that the biggest news of the weekend? Obviously, but there's some other bad news lurking behind that. 
We're going to talk about that injury report that came out of yesterday's practice. It is not pretty. We're certainly going to look at last night's ramifications. San Francisco looking solid, and the Giants continue to find their way. It is a big old football weekend, and the Aggies are getting busy, and and Texas going north to 35, seeing if they can close down that McLean Stadium for the last time as they visit Baylor in their last roadie round trip in the Big 12. So... The plan of the day is for you to stay with us because we start now and we ain't going to be done till about 11 o'clock tonight because it's Friday Night Lights. We got high school football. Yeah. We got the Blitz. We got Rudy J. And we got Mike McCarthy. Hold on tight. Cowboy Talk coming next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. Of course, the latest on the Dallas Cowboys and how they are going to react to losing Trayvon Diggs for the season with that injury. John Mashota from The Athletic joins us at 5.15. We'll talk Aggies with Andrew Monaco at 3.15. Hey, Rudy, how did you really let Rob Thompson beat you to Cigars International yesterday? My wife had a doctor appointment, so did my mother-in-law, so I had to sit. I have a four-year-old. I mean, I like smoking cigars, but I'm not. <laughs> I, ain't I don't know. The, I ain't going to leave the little one at home. I don't so, know. Yeah, my when am I the barometer? I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You're not. A, if anything, you always on time. I never. You're never the the guy that's late. So and it was also yeah. in my backyard. It was the you, you it literally would, it would be down hard the, for anything to be any closer to my house. Yeah, you literally down the street. So yeah, my bad, Jason. But I was there. Yeah, it was easy. And you were the last one there. Yeah, I left right when Jason left. Jason left, said he had to go. He had got that text like, "Hey, you coming home for dinner?" He's like, and I said, "Okay, well, you leaving? I'm leaving. Good times. I left about seven thirty. You were there in time to hear uh, Stephen. I heard, well. I didn't get to hear because they didn't have it on the intercom, but right. I was there when but they he had was him on. on yesterday. Right. And uh, as he was, that was pretty much one of the first times we got to hear from any cowboy post Trayvon Diggs. That'll be today in about 30 minutes, less than that. Uh, Mike McCarthy will join us, brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds. We'll get a chance to talk to him about the loss of Trayvon Diggs. And that's certainly going to be a topic of the day, but I don't want to let the. Uh, hamstring of Tyler Biotish go unattended and undiscussed. Dude, that's under the radar, and it's just as important. Yikes. And you, Because when you think about it, the depth in the secondary, appreciate the rundown, Edwin. I think this is a record. Um, Getting me my rundown before 630, that's, that's different. It's Friday. That's you know, different. Go out with a bang. Uh, you know, their depth isn't at offensive line. No. So, I mean, good. Like, again, you know, thoughts with Trayvon, speedy recovery, but – this Biotish MRI on the hamstring is just as important, if not more. It's the center, I mean, for Pete's sake. In the grand scheme of things. If Biotish is down a couple of weeks, that's, I mean, no, I'm not disrespecting Trayvon. I'm just saying that's a bigger deal. It is. It just is. They don't have the depth that they do. That's the most frightening proposition because, you know, you, it's where it all begins. Right. <laughs> I mean, so. He touches the ball every, he literally every possession. The second most important guy on that offense. Right. And uh, again, I mean, props to Biotish, because again, when he was replacing the legend that is Travis Frederick, we didn't know how it was going to go. And, you know, he's pretty much been great. really good. He's been ser- above serviceable. Yes. He's well above serviceable, should I say. He, you he's he's going to get some money soon. And w- he does all the things we don't talk about. Yeah. You know, you know that's the, that's Dirty what word. the center does. He's the guy, the glue guy. Point out the mic. Yes, all Here of that. Here he comes. All of that. He's the, he's 55. The, he's <laughs> the James Pledger of the radio station. You know, he's the guy that does yeah. all the things. Damn, you know what? That don't really get discussed, like that, but the wheels fall off the moment the thing isn't there. I'm going to start calling James Pledger the center. 
the catcher for I'm the baseball. Start calling James Pledger in the center. So what what would that make you, Edwin? The right guard or left guard? That was the pulling guard. I'll but, be Trayvon Diggs. Oh, so you're out? So you're you limping on IR? No. I'm <laughs> you're the pulling guard. You're, you're the yeah, one yeah. that ends up. I'll be, I'll be Zach Martin. Uh, oh, put the jacket on him. Oh, there we sorry. go. Let's crown him now. Sorry. Don't, I mean, damn. You tell me he's been hanging with us too much. You, you think very highly of yourself. You went, Zach. You didn't even go Tyler Smith. You went to the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame worthy right there. Damn. Well, okay, there you go. Edwin. You've been hanging out with Rob and Jason Minnick's too long. <laughs> to achieve great things, you have to aspire to it. So let's do this. But no, what's up with Biotis in his hammy? Yesterday was awful. It, you wonder. Damn, yesterday was awful. So Stephen came on. It was just a workout. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a padded hit. It wasn't, a, let's listen to this. There wasn't much to it. You know, it's, uh, it's unfortunately how these things can happen. I mean, he just took an awkward step trying to make a play on a ball and uh you know unfortunately it torqued the wrong way and uh got his knee not unlike uh uh in the seattle game i mean it didn't look like much but you know when those uh steps get awkward unfortunately uh uh sometimes these uh, ligaments don't hold up turf <laughs> the star is turf jason didn't want to hear it yesterday when i brought it up turf well we- chubb was on grass I'm just saying. That wasn't a step. I, that was a 300-pound a human. Well, there was that. A <laughs> 300-pound human but, rolled up on him. Well, yeah, turf. Oh, I'm sure. Said sometimes when you step wrong. No, sometimes when you step wrong on turf, these things happen. But it does happen on grass, too. I don't know why. I'm much def- lower percentage. You're right. What, why am I defending this? Yeah, it defend was on it. turf. Yeah, it was on turf. And if you want to, I mean, it does. you do get the sense that, it was, like, but you know what? Look, gonna happen. Look, let's be clear about something. With the with this pass rush, with this pass rush, I don't expect a huge drop off. Now, is my game plan coming in different? If I'm facing the Cowboys, yes, I'm going to target. If I got to pick between Gilmore and Bland, uh, yeah, Bland is going to get a lot of work. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> earn he's gonna earn that rookie deal, that fifth six round pick rookie deal. He's gonna earn that this season. But again, when you play behind Micah Parsons and D-Law and Armstrong and Odigazua and Mozzie, life is a little bit easier because the quarterback, his clock is already rushed. And Bland, for whatever reason, the ball finds him. The ball likes him, and he catches it when it comes his way. He does have six interceptions in his short period in this NFL. So I'm not – I look, I'm not telling you that he's Trayvon, but what I'm saying is – I'm not overly concerned. Well, then if why I, did if they I was pay account, him so much money? I get that. Well, because it's a lot that goes into it. He, it, I mean, 12 interceptions one year, and then the next year you improve. Like, there's reasons why. Now, I'm not saying Bland is Trayvon. I'm just saying. And there's going to be times where we, you're pulling your hair out about Bland because he's not Trayvon. But what I'm saying is I don't think all is lost. This oh. is still – if you – if you're a Cowboy fan and you felt like this was your year, I don't think that that's lost with Trayvon being out. I want to say that. In my I heart, don't, I don't it's believe there, that. but I'm not even going to go there till Monday or Sunday night. You got to see it first. I got to see it first because I I think you're right as far as Bland goes. I I think that there's again it's ju- different being the one. Yeah, now, he's coming in at different times and, and you know being opportunistic. It's different when it's like, all right, dude. You're yeah, I, all you look and you see Diggs. Well, I'm not throwing that way, and then you look and see that guy's covered, and then you get to Bland and you're making a desperate throw with somebody on your back, and Bland picks you off. 
He's not going to now. He'll be the guy, the first option, and if the guy makes a nice cut and going to be open, Bland right. might be victimized. But I do believe you. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be that bad, and I, I think the wild card is going to be Jordan Lewis. I, 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 can he? What do you mean? He's uh, Stephen referred to him as the dreaded nickel corner. Well, well, well the thing is, he's going to st- have to step in and be the Bland. You're going to have to be the guy who is covering the third option, the in or the slot option, and get a turnover or two because. At the end of the day, those turnovers turned into possessions that Mike McCarthy was counting on on offense. That was part of the plan of this complimentary. We're not going to turn the ball over on offense. We're going to punt when appropriate, and we're going to rely on our defense to get us those extras. But the thing about it is, even when I look at the interception that Diggs has this season, I look at the interception Gilmore has, those were pressure interceptions. Oh, no doubt. So I'm saying, Bland can come do that. Uh, Let's hope. Bland can do that. But if he's... He's going to be front and center, and I do think they're going to have to find a way, whether it's extra blitzes or whatever it might be, because they don't have to blitz that much to get to the quarterback to ensure those younger quarterbacks are safe, where they only have two seconds to deal with it, and uh, if we can get there, then we can protect just about anybody. And I'm not sure I'm ready to – I think in a heart of hearts, we're all thinking that, right? Right. But we have to lament the death, the end of this it is what it Trayvon is. season. Yeah, 24 hours. By 4 o'clock today, they got to move on to Arizona. Boy, oh boy, San Francisco looked good. Yeah, they did. Let's look back at what we saw and what we can expect here in just a couple of weeks as the 49ers round into form for a Week 5 showdown with the Cowboys. And we'll look forward to this weekend. Is there anything prime and perfect to grab for your BetUS.com uh, account? We'll tell you about that coming up next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1, the San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Coach Mike McCarthy is imminent. Brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds every week. He will be here in just about 10 minutes. It'll be his first opportunity nationally, at least uh, as far as we're aware, to open up about what happened to his prize cornerback, the newly paid and Wow, really having a great season, Trayvon. You look at what the numbers were to start the season. Eight targets, three completions. He's out, He started off hotter than he has been. He already had a pick, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. He already had a pick. Already right. a turnover. So this is going to be a devastating loss uh, that no matter what you've got behind it, it won't be Trayvon. And we're going to hear what Mike McCarthy has to say about the plans as they prep for the Arizona Cardinals, a game that you can catch live right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Uh, the imminent foe, the the boogeyman, as <laughs> as Rudy likes to call him, the 49ers last night, just solid football, baby. Just but Cowboy fan came looking for me. They said, Rudy, we didn't give up twelve. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm not kidding. I can show you messages. I can literally show you messages what? of Cowboy fans coming for me. Say, hey, Rudy, we didn't give up twelve points. They had drives on this team. We gave up nada and put up forty, and we put up ten more points than they did. Although San Francisco only gave up 150 total yards. Dude, I never saw the Giants on offense. It was 40 to 20. 40 minutes San Francisco, 20 minutes Giants. 20 minute Giants. I'll say this. While running backs are probably underpaid, they need a little bit more. Uh, McCarthy, uh, McCarthy, McCaffrey, that cat, when he is fully healthy, is so much fun to watch. Kind of good. He's kind of good. He now now he's one of the few that got paid before the stri- yeah. before the and he's the owners went on running back strike. He's penny. in about sixteen, I want to say, or twelve. No, it might be sixteen. Get about sixteen, and yeah. But the thing about it is, Robin, you brought up a fantastic point. Why? I mean, I, maybe it's because he's at eight years in and Purdy's at two. 
But, you know, the, the thing we always hear about Brock Purdy is, well, you know what? He doesn't, they don't need him to be Tom Brady. No. So why can't Dak get the Brock Purdy treatment? And they're proud of it. They, I mean, yeah. they, they front and center. Hey, Brock Purdy, you don't have to do much. This defense is coming for you. They, you just don't screw it up. And we're proud that he does that. But Cowboy fan or hater, or hater looks at both. Dak and goes, what about you need more? We need extra. We need downfield. We need this and that. And No, we don't. <laughs> you don't. We don't. You really don't. Now, it's hard to accept. It's hard to accept because, again, you, he's had you know a couple se- multiple seasons where he threw for over 4,000 yards and he got 200 million. But, hell, so Daniel Jones is making $40 million a year also. You know, so I mean, every quarterback, if you're serviceable and you're, you know, you can move the ball and you're the guy, you're going to get paid. So I don't know why it's different for Dak than Purdy. And again, I don't know when game manager became a bad thing. You know, there was a time in the NFL and even hell to some extent, Troy Aikman, you look at Phil Sims, you look at really good serviceable quarterbacks that weren't, you know, Drew Brees or Tom or throwing it all over the yard. So. The more I watch the Giants, the more I realize if anybody thought this team was going to be good. No, I don't think they're bad. I think, no. again, they got a bad draw. They're like Carolina. They got a lot of good guys. They ain't got no great guys. Without Saquon on the field, there ain't no great guys out there. No. It's all a bunch of good guys. Not great. Yeah, I don't know. You know what it, I mean? Not, the only, only person that's great is the D-Tackle. That's my man's name. He always Dexter was, Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence is great. Clemson, right? He went to Clemson. That's yeah. a big old Clemson. Yeah, that's good. Too. Big Clemson dude. So, it, it, they're better than the forty to ten. Yeah, we again. I don't. I don't understand saying how great the Cowboys are and how great the Niners are, and then trashing the Giants yeah. for getting stormed by them again. They're not supposed to get beat seventy to twelve combined. That's not supposed to happen. But they're supposed to be one and two. I if I if, I, if somebody said Rudy. Putting the gun to your head, pick the Giants' record after three three weeks. I would say, oh, they'll be one and two. Because <laughs> what's going to happen is they're going to win a game against right. somebody other than the Cardinals, and it's going to act like it's an upset, and it won't be. Right? I mean, they they hit hard. That was a hard hitting football game. Yeah, it was. And both teams are very happy they got ten days off. Yeah, I, that's oh, going to yeah, take a while point. to get well. Uh, it's going to take a while to get over the sting as Trayvon Diggs goes down yesterday in a practice mishap that ended in an ACL surgery that'll be imminent for Trayvon. We're going to talk with head coach of your Dallas Cowboys on the plans to cover up the loss. Mike McCarthy is next, brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds. Lock it in. We'll be right back here on R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. It's Friday and it's 645. There's a reason you set your alarm early because Mike McCarthy is imminent. He's always brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. And the stop by coming, he's sitting on the doing the car wash today. And it's going to be a busy one as he comes to practice. I wonder if you even left the building last night. No, 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 no. Hell no. Absolutely not. You think there was strategy all think, night long? I, I, I think if they were 100%, they could be 100% healthy. You ain't leaving the building until... Maybe Saturday. <laughs> Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, so what do you picture? Just, they're, they're like in a room, like the like a war room, and they're pushing pieces around, no, like we feel, can put him here and that here and I that. I just feel like he and Dan Quinn had more communication than they've had to. Like, you know, I'm going to go, like, normally, hey, you know, Dan, I normally like leave you to decide, but what are we thinking? Like, I'm sure you're talking with Dan a little bit more than you normally have to. Other than that, you know, it's status quo. Like, this is the season. They, they're eating at, at the facility. They're sleeping at the facility. I don't care if you're 100% or you got 50% of your roster. That's just the life of an NFL coach. 
Other news that didn't get quite the, well, the talk that it deserves is the starting center, uh, Biotish, with right. a hamstring issue, which is really, you know, when we saw that yesterday, I was on with the blitz. And I said, well, at least it's not an offensive lineman. I mean, at least it's not. So it's your fault. Well, I was just saying, it, it, no, it's th- your it fault. happened to be, although, you know, a great kid, a position of depth. We're not, let's not kid ourselves. This is a deep position on the Cowboys. That back end of the defense got a lot of guys. The back, oh yeah, not worried so, about that at all. Now let me look here. It says, "See, I'm looking at on ESPN right now. It doesn't. I don't even see a uh, backup center list uh, listed. So, well, guess we we'll have to ask as they get prepared. Uh, Mike McCarthy, it, we got the news. What time? I, I I first started hearing a definite it was about, about four. About four. Right. I, I saw a tweet come by, and it went one of those uh, spotted Trayvon Diggs on crutches. Yeah, that's all I saw. Well, actually, all I saw was digs on crutches, and my stupid mind went, oh, man, poor Buffalo. I didn't see Trayvon. I thought Stefan. Like, oh, man, poor Buffalo. I can't you believe that happened to that team. If, if, dig, if that digs was on crutches, you wouldn't have saw it. Well, I mean, the it was only just. Reason, only, reason why you, only reason why you saw that is because it was a cowboy. Well, it, it was a random float by. It wasn't right. a bunch. It wasn't like the waterfall of, oh, my gosh, it has been confirmed. It was. Just this thing that flew by, right. and I thought, "Oh man, poor Buffalo!" Get in the car, start coming over to Incarnate, or over to the Cigar International, and then I hear, you know, all the news start to to really, yeah, really tough, tough break for the, for the Cowboys. But um, you know, it's football. It's football. It sucks. It, it it really sucks, especially when you got when somebody is popular and such a leader and is talented, and you know, working his way toward being a true lockdown corner. It's a little bit, it hits, we'd be naive to just write it off. It's like, well, you know, status quo, next man up. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more than that when you're talking about somebody with the stat, the stature and the popularity in that locker room and as talented as he is, the Trayvon, as Trayvon Diggs is. You know, just by the numbers, the attrition, by the, uh, you know, by the, uh, you know, you're going to lose one starter for the year. Every year, one of somebody of your eleven, you're going to lose one early. Multiple. I mean, it's just going to happen. You're going to lose another starter for half the right. year, and you're going to have another starter that's never fully healthy. Yeah, you're going to have three of your eleven all season long. At the very least, that's just part of the game. You yeah. just hope you can you can fill the gap in the next man up. And to the Cowboys' credit, and to you know what they have done is they have depth there. Oh, the secondary is super deep. Super deep, like ridiculously deep. So, again, I'm not. There will there be a drop off? I think so. But I like Bland. I like Jordan Lewis. They've kept him around for a reason. Bland's proven to be a legit starter in this league. So I expect him to do well with those guys he has in front of him rushing the passer. The uh, the intent for the weekend isn't isn't going to change, and it's a Cardinal team that has been obvious by their actions that they're headed in one direction. The Cowboys headed another. We'd like to welcome on the show here on R&R in the morning, head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, brought to you by AA Best Balbons, Mike McCarthy. Morning, Coach. How you feeling today? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How's everything in San Antonio? It's good, Coach. You know, we're just trying to get, just trying to, get to these fall temperatures, man. It's hot down here, but yeah. other than that, so, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll, just, we'll get right to it, Coach. Um, We'd be naive to think this is just another injury. I mean, it is football, but you know, when you're as you're a leader in that locker room, as popular as Trayvon Diggs, and you're as talented as he is, how how do you navigate? Hey, that's our guy. We feel awful, but we still got a job to do. It can't be easy to transition. 
Well, yeah, make no bones about it. It's a tremendous punch in the gut. I mean, it was uh, definitely someone, you know, some someone that touches all of us and definitely something that everybody felt, you know, on the field and then, then coming in afterwards. So, um, you know, you feel terrible for Trayvon, cause, you know, especially how everything he's, he pours into the game of football and really the level that he was playing and competing. Um, it was, you know, he was poised to have another great, great season. So, uh, but really, you know, your focus always goes to the personal component right. of it, and we just want to make sure he, make sure he knows that we love and support him. And uh, but yes, we have to move forward and, and finish this preparation to go get this one in Arizona. So moving forward, prep goes. Do you know what the depth chart's going to look like? Can we just assume Bland's there? Lewis moves over, and there we go. Well, here's you know that's definitely an option, and that's definitely one we you know we'll work today and. Um, and we feel like we're we're in good shape there, but yeah, that's I mean that's that's something that we're gonna have to tighten up today and tomorrow. I mean, because you know once again that, that, that was a that's a that's a punch in the gut. That's a you know that's a, that's our both you know first big adversity moment that uh, you know we're gonna have to overcome this year. As a, a cohort of yours, uh, a fellow head coach, Eric Spolster with the Heat said, "You're blessed with adversity. You just want to make sure you 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 find a way through it, and it, it's got to be tough." Eric. Oh no doubt. I mean, I just, um, you know, my heart goes to the personal components. Right. To see what these, these guys go through, but um, yeah, it's um, the the thing that we're going to go unscathed um, through a season is it's just not practical in, in this in this league, you know. Um, so you, know, you just got you just got to keep going, and this this really is a opportunity for the depth of our defense to to step up and show itself, and, and we have great confidence in that. Coach, we all. I mean. Um... Tyler Biotish, what's his status, and if not, who fills that role? Well, um, you know, we, you know, Brock has been working in there as, as the number two. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm not of high concern. Speaking with our medical staff last night, but you know, we'll we'll see oh, okay. how Tyler is when he gets gets here today, and um, so, but he'll definitely be limited today, and uh, you know, we'll take some tomorrow. Is, is kind of the the plan, but you know, we. You don't really when those things pop up, you know. End of the day, you really don't know till the next day. True. So we'll see when he gets in there. Well, looking forward to Arizona in a couple of days, Coach. Did you did you talk to that guy that was calling the red zone plays? And if so, what'd you tell him? Oh yeah, I, mean, I was in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, you know, I think it's like anything is you know, there's always going to be things that you want to do better in the game, and you know, and that, that was definitely one of them, but. You know, the, you know, we hit the target on, you know, most of the other um, focal points, and you know, one was you know, ball, ball control was, was was a big part of our our focus against that defense, and you know, we we knew we had to go the long way uh, to get in the end zone just from, from a planning perspective, and, and I thought our guys were, did a tremendous job there. Start you know, start with Dak and the ball distribution, but yeah, it's it's um, you know, when you're going, I think what do we have five. Five series of twelve more plays. I mean, that's that's difficult that's to do, right? And, and, and speaking of that, yeah, coach, you finish, but you got to finish it though. And we just didn't, we didn't finish some of those drives. You know, five play, five drives, twelve or more plays. Do you come into games given your offensive structure with a a snap count total number that you look at it? If we get this many snaps, we are going to be in pretty good position to play or to win, given the volume of offense. Yeah, I, I think if you're looking for stats, I mean, if if you can take care of the football with zero gives, if you get 70 plays and 70. ball distributed, 70, if you have a ball distributed 75% of those plays, you know, 55 attempts of, of rushing completion, you're going you're gonna to be hard to beat. 
So, I mean, that's that's the, those are kind of standards that you you know. I know that's a rhythm in a in a play style and an approach you know that I, that I've always tried to adhere to. So, um, well, you you can certainly see it, Coach. Are they there yet? Are are they at the rhythm that you want them to be, or or are we are we near it? Well, we've hit the seventy. You know, we've been above seventy-five percent in both games. You know, and uh, this you know this past game, I think might have been a record. I don't know if I've ever. Yeah. I don't recall. Yeah, I don't. I think we had seventy-five rushes and completions. You know, so you know that's uh, you know that that's a tremendous, tremendous outing. I mean, the, the goal is fifty-five. Yeah, you got so, a pretty good OC. Yeah. Well, we. Have, <laughs> two, we have that's two, two games in a row. You're living up to standards. Players, and coaches. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's I'm all plus minus. It's pluses or minuses, yeah. coach. You're either good or you're not. I hear you. I hear you. No, I hear you. So, but the you know the distribution rate was seventy eight percent in the first game and ninety percent in the second game. So we're off to a good start there. Coach Dak was talking about he feels like you guys are better equipped for success. Do you agree with that? And what what make if you do what makes you guys feel that way? Well, I, I think you know like anything we we have a you know just look at our locker room. Just mm-hmm. look at the. The makeup of the locker room. This this is a very good blend of veterans and and, and, and young players. I mean, we have a very strong, you know, uh, group as far as the first, second, third year players. But you know, we definitely have a very strong vet, veteran group. I, I don't know if I've had a locker room as as balanced as this. You know, so um, and, and with that, you know, you have the education and the experiences you know from the past that that they, you know can pay forward and and, and and apply to these to the new players. You know, because a third of our football team is new. So. Uh, through free agency or you know through the rookie class, uh, but yeah, I, I think you know definitely the the state of the locker room when we talk about culture, you know, I mean it, it, it definitely applies to the experiences that these guys have gone through, and um, and I, I tell you, I'm, I'm I'm super impressed with the overall leadership of this of this team. Coach, I, I you know what I when when I look at the schedule and I see all the moves that Arizona made and to you know media or fans eyes, it looks weird, and you kind of say, okay, well you know that's. That's going to be one of those trap games. But then I watched in the first two weeks. I, I wouldn't say that because I think in the NFL, more than any pro sport, bad tape follows you and, and can't, contracts aren't, you know, quote unquote guaranteed. It's not a bad a team as I thought they were coming in. This is going to be a, I would, I would say this is going to be a pretty good game for you guys this Sunday. Yeah, this is by no means not a bad football team. I mean, just, just watch the tape, watch the games. I mean, they, they had the Giants 28 7 and had a chance to win the game. And obviously, Washington also. So, um, yeah, this is a scrappy veteran, tough, hard nosed football team. They, you know, we got to really protect the ball this week. These, these guys hunt the ball very well. Um, so that, you know, that'll be a big focal point. For offensively. Us. Uh, what do they do? What stands, what do you look at offensively that you got to take away from them first? Well, I just think like anything, it always starts with the run. I mean, you uh-huh. know who you are defense and that's the way teams are going to, that's the way teams are going to, you know, attack us too. But, you know, and obviously, you know the quarterback has the ability to make plays with his feet, so that's that's always a component you got to put a little extra time into. Mike McCarthy here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's always brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. So you're two weeks into it, Coach. You're, you're dealing with all the the OC duties and all of that. Have you found your rhythm? And certainly you're going to have some hiccups in the way. But d- does it feel like this is the season now? The the new the the newlywed period's done. You're in the thick of it. Um, not quite. Not quite. You know, I was hoping. This, yeah, I was hoping this because this is really the first week. Of, you know, we're on a normal seven day schedule. So, but um, yeah, it's still a little bumpy right now. But bumpy's good. You know, just roughing off, get a rough. You know, clean up some spots and so forth. But you know, I'll be ready to go Sunday. And at, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. 
Well, glass half full, coach. This whenever y'all play Arizona, you, you get an extra, you get an extra home game. I'm not I'm not being funny. It's just it's just the real. I mean, it's like that for y'all in a couple places, but definitely Arizona. So, you know, congrats on the extra home game. Yeah, definitely. No, our fans were we we fully anticipate they'll be there strong. Really, like they are every week. I mean, it's uh, so so impressed with our fan base. You know, you, you know, you pull up to the hotel. They're there at the hotel, just all, all the way through. So. Yeah, we're looking forward to a great environment Sunday. You 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 talked yeah. about it quite a bit. Like, hey, you know, you kind of just stay out of Dan's way. But with what goes on with Trayvon, y'all meeting a little bit more than you normally would, and you kind of like, hey, okay, what's the plan going forward? Or is is it still like you just kind of stay out of the way? You he does what he do, you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's conversations that you have at the beginning of the week and the end of the week, and you know that's that's always been there. You know, just as far as how you know the health of you know the health of the team is you know is an everyday ongoing conversation right. because we got to decide you know who the 48 you know well it's 49 with the third quarterback but the 48 players up so that's how the week starts and you know and the stress points and you know he, he'll hit me with new ideas you know as far as what he's thinking you know, you know bounce things off and i do the same for him too so but yeah that's that, that's a fluid conversation and then really at the end of the week then we have the we have the coordinators meeting on on saturday and then you know, it's the final presentation of the plan and how he's going to attack them. But, yeah, you know, I, I have great confidence in Dan and our defensive staff. What do you pull – again, we've talked about this with you before. What do you pull – because I feel like you do have a February team when you look at it top to bottom and you look at how I could tell the chip on y'all shoulder this training camp, it was a different vibe this year. I've covered y'all three years. It's a different vibe. So I feel like you have a February team. What do you pull from your year in Green Bay when you went to the Super Bowl where you had 17 guys on the IR – or is it just two total separate situations? Who's total separate situations? Well, I'm, I'll say this because you know I had a number of people reach out to me, you know, after Trayvon's injury, and, uh, and I think that just shows you the level of respect that he has in the league. Um, and a number of them reminded me of 2010, and but you know my my reaction was I hope to go. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> um, that, that, that was a great accomplishment, and uh, but that was that was tough sledding. Uh, but it, it is definitely a reminder of how you, you got to keep moving forward. And, and like I said, this is an, a, an opportunity for the depth of our defense to step up. Um, it's, it's, like I said, it, it was a gut wrencher yesterday. You know, it's just the reality of, of his injury and, and, and what he means to our team. But, uh, you know, we will move on and we've we got to finish this preparation and get this win in Arizona. That's your head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, always brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds. Coach, as always, we bid you a good week of practice, good travel, and stay healthy. We'll talk to you next Friday. Good, good luck, Coach. Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate it. That is your – go ahead, Coach. We appreciate that. That is head coach Mike McCarthy of your Dallas Cowboys. He is here every week, courtesy of AA Best Bell Bonds. We'll reflect on what he had to say and look forward to the Cardinals coming up next. This is R&R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back board. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Friday edition. You made it. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going because this is R&R in the morning. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. 
Easy E on the other side of the double pane. Where do you look good? Did I love that you're wearing my favorite hat? Oh, the best Spurs, Spurs cap. And you you look good. Uh, on a you. sad day, I guess, for Cowboys fans. You heard it from the head coach himself, Mike McCarthy. Uh, we're going to talk about that with R.J. Ochoa, who will be here in 30 minutes. He of blogging the boys. But uh, we got games to play before the Cowboys get busy on Sunday. Uh, Aggies and Auburn go early. Notre Dame, Ohio State, which is really the game of the weekend. Colorado, can they carry it into Oregon? Bama and Ole Miss, who's OC, who's calling plays? It's the first real big weekend to call it of football. This is this is the match. Oh, who's calling play? <laughs> That's just no. I'm not buying. I'm not that. There's nothing to see there with Lane Kiffin, and and perhaps to Nick, he took the high road when asked about Lane Kiffin. Talked about how great of a coach he is, and you know, one of the great assistants that have left Alabama. I'm not buying in the. I'm not buying in the Lane Kiffin and this whole well, who's really calling the plays? Crap, like whatever, Lane beat it. Is a Baylor a trap game for Texas? No. No. Baylor sucks. They suck. Baylor they, sucks. They dude. legitimately suck out yeah, loud. Yeah, they, 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 they're a long way from, you know, those Art Browse teams. This is or even rule for that matter. This is this is not any I don't give a damn if it's in Waco. I don't give a damn where this game is. This is not a trap game. Yeah. All co- a lot of college games start off a little slow, a little clunky. I wouldn't doubt, you know, okay, maybe Baylor gets out up 7-0, kind of like Wyoming, but no, it's not a trap game. And, uh, no, Texas wins this game. I don't know what the line is. I'll have to check. But, no, not a trap game. Texas Texas is a really good football team. They're going to beat the brakes off of Baylor. I, I get the feeling they will. As they, and part of this is goodbye and good riddance. Goodbye and good riddance to who? This oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We leave it. We're on our way out. Yeah, this yeah, is it. We're on our way out. And uh, it wasn't that long ago. When you, fifteen and a half, uh, pronounced, and it wasn't. It was what two years ago. It was, that Baylor had the best athletic program in the state. Yeah, it at, wasn't that long ago. No, that was that was fresh off a of women's title, fresh off a of men's basketball title. When you just looked at it up and down, yeah, because I mean Texas wasn't this. And then I was thinking about you know A and M was going through their struggles, and Baylor was winning in other sports. We're no, talking about all what? sports as a whole, but no. And hell, I still think the women's basketball team and men's basketball team are really good. I'm, I don't, I don't really follow baseball like that, but no, they're still up there in that sense of it. But this, this particular Baylor football team, not very good. Dumbest not, football team I've yeah, seen. Not this coached year. well at all. No, not a. Well, okay, yeah, it's a trap game in the sense that you lose. Like, oh damn, it's a trap game. But no, they're going. They covered that fifteen and a half. But here's the thing with Texas that you have to, you're going to have to get used to it. Is you, you have to win like a top three team now. Do you? Yeah, you look. This, you, uh, you know what I was talking about last night with a couple guys out of Cigar National. This is. I feel like this is a wide open year. There, nobody's re- uh, nobody's really separated themselves. Not so, yet. But it, we haven't yet. had the no, games no. to do it. And right. It starts you're, this you're weekend. Right. You're right about that. But Texas, with the way their schedule sets up, the again, the the next toughest the re- the only tough game they have left is OU. That's it. Oh, let's not go grand scheme here. Come on. What I'm do you trying. Mean? Well, yes, I think Texas is going to skate. Yeah, that's what they're I'm saying. Skating. So, but, so even if they're not, not blowing teams but, out, they're going to stay in the top three. Uh, no, I, that's where I disagree. You, you, you disagree. The ratings won't really matter because they're going to come ratings. out of the Big 12. I mean, the rankings oh, okay. won't really matter. They're going to come out of the Big 12. I don't see. I don't see who's going to beat them. They're going to be undefeated. Yeah, the only team that could beat them is OU. And, you know, I guess, you know, it's a rivalry game, but they legitimately should be one loss undefeated going into the playoff. I, I can't imagine 
how this how it wouldn't they happen. They may have one loss. I mean, it's college Even football. Even one we, loss yeah. they're going. Yeah. I, I would assume um, SEC uh, is so flat, Big 12, Big 10 is so it, flat. It, it, de- it depends because this is the thing. USC is going to run the table probably. Probably, USC's yeah. USC is probably going to run the table they're in. The Big 10 team is in, so that's two. And then whoever wins the SEC team is in, that's three. So, and then there's Texas. It, maybe. I just think that it, they've got a pretty easy route, and I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I mean, that's I a pretty mean, good football team. The only reason why I say that, you, uh, you, there's some credence to what you're saying is, Hell, TCU lost the Big 12 championship game last year and got in the playoffs. Yeah, I I, I just think this is a, f- a football team that not only sells tickets and, and draws eyes, but they're good enough to do it. But what I am saying as a team that's in the top three who's not playing a team of value, that we're, they're not getting to play a top 25 team. They're, and, so, right. and there's going to be some top 10 teams, some top 25 teams, that blow out other top 25 teams this weekend that look legitimately like, oh, my gosh, we thought that other team was good. Well, yeah, Notre but, Dame or, or Ohio State, whoever wins that game, they're going to look better in the you know Even in the, in the loss eye. if right. you're not careful. So you got to – if Texas, what they've got to do just to maintain their fandom because they might drop a point or two if they don't beat Baylor by 40. If they don't just beat right. the brakes off of them. And th- that's all I'm trying to get at. No, that's, I get you. That's the problem when you're going into this, the goodbye tour. Well, there's a, there's not a bigger fan of Texas right now than Nick Saban. Truth. Right? Because, <laughs> you know, if, if Alabama somehow finds a way, which I don't see that happening, I, this Alabama team right now on paper, I think they're going to have one more loss. But if somehow, some way, Nick pulls a Nick and they run the table, their only loss will be against a top three Texas team who's in the playoff. They look like gold. So if I'm Al- if I'm a if I'm a fan of the Roll Tide, I'm rooting on Texas every week. Like, hey, our one loss is against a top two, maybe top three team. Maybe hell, by the time we get th- to where we're talking about, Rob, maybe Texas is number one. Because I did say USC would go undefeated. They still play Washington. They still play UCLA, who's their rivalry, and they still have Notre Dame. So maybe USC doesn't run the table, and they still have my Buffaloes. But uh, in in Buffalo, in Buffalo, in Colorado. So maybe they don't run the table, but again, I think Texas, if one loss is gonna they're gonna need some help. As TCU needed help. TCU got in, but they needed help from the rest of the country as well. I think this the Because a lot of people still felt like Bama with two losses should have been in over TCU last year. And this is an occasion where I think brand certainly helps. If it's if it's even and it's Texas, Texas is gonna go. Agreed. With anybody I agree, else. I agree with just that. because of the brand and, Texas, and, yeah. and what they bring. One of the games that, you know, the Pac twelve has got it's full of showdowns this weekend. Lots of really good Pac twelve from from Colorado, Oregon, uh looking to Ooh. the uh, or- Washington and Utah and UCLA. Utah is UCLA, good. another good ba- another good one. Washington State's got a good game as well. Pac twelve's chock full. Here's the game that has gone under the radar. Which one? The Florida State Clemson game. Clemson sucks, right? See, that's just it. So, I but do believe. I, normally, I'd be like, "Oh, let's get it," but now I'm like, "Damn, Clemson, y'all, y'all, they're not even ranked. They're not, and shouldn't be. No, they and, shouldn't." And be. keep right. in mind, this is the Dabo is the last of the no transfers. Coach K did this too. He'll come and around. He'll come around. When Florida State beats the brakes off them today, I cannot wait to see who the first transfer portal guy is to arrive at Clemson because Dabo is going to have to change course on this. His bosses, if they get if they get the doors blown off of them this week, his bosses will. Hey, how you doing? Hey, tough loss, Coach. We have got to get on board with the rest of the country. Like I get, I get your pride. I get all that because I again. We saw Coach K, legend, 
four or five titles, screaming from the rooftops. One and done is bad for basketball. Bad, oh my God. And then next thing you know, you're like, damn, I'm getting left behind. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, come on down here for six months. Dabo will eventually give in. He, You ain't no Coach K, Dabo. <laughs> if Coach K gave in to the new age of things, I think he can as well. And this season, I think, will be the wake-up call for him. Clearly. Not ranked. Not ranked. Not ranked. Something's got to change. I ain't not going to fire him. But he, his, his people are going to, just like Jimbo, like, hey, Jimbo, we're not going to fire you, but you're going to hire somebody to call plays. Yeah, he's got to. You're exactly right. You're going to have to become something that right now you are not. You scared of Auburn? Um, Auburn's not very I have good. a healthy fear. Keep in mind, Aggies lost to Auburn last year. They didn't have a head coach. They didn't even have a quarterback. Yeah, Aggies have one game a season where you're like, wow. How? Too too bad last year they had a couple. Auburn coming in early kickoff, I'm always a little worried about that because, quite frankly, what is Auburn looking to do but just exist and knock off A&M because they know they can do it. They've got it in the back of their head. A&M should dispatch them quite easily because it's not about this week. Why do you say that? What's next week? We're We're getting close to Bama time. Hey, man, you better focus on one. Stay at the, stay no, what at the I'm, task. No, you're right. No, you're, no I got it. I'm I, What I'm with saying you. is, for fandom, we kind of expect this to be, you know, an early kickoff, slow start, strong finish, and let's point toward what matters. Right. I got you there. I I, I understand that. Are you? But uh, When are you going to go to a game? I might jet up there tomorrow morning. That's that, that's actually the point. What time's the kickoff? It's a, like a, it's 11. 11 oh, 30. damn. Yeah, it's, a, it's early. Well, it won't be so hot. No, that's part of the plan. I mean, <laughs> it'll be done. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about heading up. Good, good for you. I, I just saw the the strangest thing. Uh, don't forget, uh, we've got uh, R.J. Ochoa. Um, as a basketball guy, I'm listening. The Blue Bloods in basketball have found some lifeblood in this trans. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Syracuse. Oh, all three and zero. Oh. What the hell's going on in the ACC and the Pac-12? All three. The two oh. conferences we've left for dead. Well, Duke Duke had that great win. Oh well, they well we at the time we were like, oh wow, that y'all beat Clemson, and then we found out okay, Clemson ain't that good. But nonetheless, we're just about. Oh, damn, there we go. Hmm? no, 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 my my mic. I turned off my mic so you could do your live. You know, my bad. And I was start. I was running my mouth, and the mic wasn't on. You think R.J. Ochoa survived the night? Yeah, because he's a pretty. He's an. He's a fair, but he's an optimistic guy. He's a. He's a positive guy by nature. That's just who he is. And, again, I'm almost positive he's going to tell us, look, if there's one area where they could afford to lose somebody, it was in the secondary. So I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, Last slide, if you had San Francisco in your Pro Football Pick'em Challenge, you're one game closer to winning that $50 gift card to the Five Oaks Oaks Ace Hardware and one game closer to the grand prize. That's that $1,000 from the – a awesome tickets for your ultimate sport or concert experience. They'll get the tickets, and the first $1,000 is on them. That's just for playing the game. We hope you picked San Francisco last night. If not, there's still time to jump in. It's the endurance. It's the long run that gets you the win. Get yourself signed up. Hey, we were out at Cigar Internationals last night. Hmm? Hey, I was going to ask you, yeah. how Breed to do for you? I know he you scored. Up on the waiver. I scored. never <laughs> saw the dude play. I legit, I think I saw New York take like three snaps last night, and I open up my app this morning just to see if what what the scores look like, and I had started Brita, and he had scored. I didn't even know he had scored. So, yeah, hey, he came in quite about, nice. What, he got about six points, something like that. I am literally the Will McClay of the, uh, I have a backup. I had it planned, and it worked out fine. How are y'all's fantasy teams looking? Dude, my How's media everybody? team sucks. Damn, I got doubled. Now. I got lapped last week. 
lapped. Yeah, man, you know what? Right it now, happens. though, I'm taking on Jason Minix, and literally, it is. You know, you when you open so up the app. Y'all both had players last night? Um. Oh, no, no. No, I think I had Brita. Okay, no, that so, was in the other up. Anyway, uh, what's the you projection? know when you open up the uh, the projections, yeah, yeah, it is literally 50-50. I've never seen it. It is literally 50-50. Wow. You know, mediocrity deserves company. Always. The way I look at it. Always. That's why we bring in R.J. Ochoa. He's now, all that right. is not, He is well beyond mediocre. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. It's the R.J. Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It's not the R.J. Ochoa Show. It is Hell the no, R&R it Show playing host to R.J. Ochoa and his show. He of blogging the boys. He of rock the mic. He of the OS 17. He is RJ Ochoa. Welcome on the show, man. Good to see you. Did you get a full night's rest? Been busy? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was uh, an interesting night. Following <laughs> busy night for night you. Football. Busy night for you. Um, yeah. Uh, Thursday night football. Challenge on MTV. I know you guys are big challenge fans. Last night, Wes uh, said he was retiring. I've been watching Wes on TV since I was in high school. What I mean, the hell so, are you, you talking know, about? What are you talking about? You know, I, I know you guys know. Don't don't be acting like this. Like, you don't know who Wes is from the challenge on MTV. Don't be acting that I way. I got to tell you, I don't I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm lost, bro. We What's all, the challenge? RJ, keep in mind, I'm 15 years older than you. So, we ain't, you know, like, we, we old. Right, so you've never heard of MTV is what you're saying. <laughs> no, right? no I, I opened the, the doors. I unlocked that <laughs> door. I was part of the. I saw video kill the radio well, star. So no, seriously, very, this is a long running show quickly, that the guys retired. Very quickly, um, you know what the real world is. Um, at the beginning of all that, they developed what they called the challenge, which was kind of you know uh, mm-hmm. I don't think a game show, but I'm sure you've seen something similar to it, uh, which was originally people from the real world. It it grew and grew and grew over time. Now there's even people from like Big Brother and Survivor that go on there. Gotcha. Uh, but one of the OGs, uh, his name is Wes. Um, He's WWE guy. Of the show. No. Oh, uh, not him. Oh, that's Mike. He, he he was actually on the Real World Austin uh, way back when. That was how he broke in. But he's been doing these challenge. The challenge is one of those only shows. Like every other show, like Survivor, Big Brother, it's a new cast every right. year. But the challenge, they they bring some people back every season. So. This has been on TV for these little games. Really? For, you made again, a career out of it? Um, yeah. I mean, he's won before. He's won, like, you know, I would say, like, the grand sum total of, like, 800 grand, you know, doing wow. this. And well, so um, it's uh, it's the end of an era to see him kind of walk away. Can he play defensive back? Can he play quarterback? He's a great swimmer. Oh, um, well. that, that's like that's like his, his strength, but no, you can't, um, and that makes me sad. Thoughts? Broad view from blogging the boys at the, at the loss of Trayvon Diggs. It's difficult because 
um, I think the instinct is, well, this is really depressing and this is really sad. And, and there's also a human element, right? Like you're, you're bummed for Trayvon Diggs. Right. You're kind of bummed for everyone. Um, and, and I think seeing the, the fallout and the reaction from his teammates certainly adds to that. Um, but, you know, kind of like how you shouldn't take a running back in the first round. You shouldn't take, you know, you, there's, there's an improper utilization of resources, things like that. If we're just being if we're straight up and we're just, you know, stating facts, this is not the kind of injury that can derail a season. It, it makes the season more difficult. There's no question about it. Um, and one of my Twitter followers said um, they go from, you know, now they're just a really good defense instead of a potentially historic one. Um, I'm not even ready to are, put that to bed. It, the, the reality is, you know, you can survive this. And, and that sounds horrible because we feel so bad. But that's, you know, all of these things can be true at the same time. Absolutely. Um, you know, we just spoke with head coach Mike McCarthy. He wasn't overly concerned with Tyler Biotish. Which the to me when when talking to you going all the way back to training yeah. camp you were like offensive line depth offensive line depth the the depth charts that I've checked R J they don't even have someone listed there he did bring up was it Brock Brock, Brock. Uh, your thoughts on on that more I mean and we're not again I think we got to keep cl- uh, clarifying this we're not just trying to throw Trayvon to the wolves right 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 this is more important in the grand scheme yeah, of things. I mean- well, the reality is that Tyler Biotis can play on Sunday. Like we know that Trayvon can't, right? Like right. we, you know, um, we we, uh, we are not Siths, but we deal in absolutes around here. And so um, it's the, the offensive line depth is a really interesting thing. One of our writers has an article going out later today um, that's kind of about this. Like that, the Cowboys sort of do have offensive line depth, right? Like, um, and that was, you know, I mean, and. I don't know that, you know, I want to pound my chest about that. And yesterday's one of those, like, rattle the cage moments that makes you kind of realize how, how fleeting all this really is. How, you know, if, if, the, if the butterfly flaps its wings one way, your season can change in a dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they haven't played a game with their intended offensive line since late 2021. I don't know if you all realize that or not, but when the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith, the plan – was Tyron at left tackle, Tyler at left guard, Tyler Biotis at center, Zach Martin at right guard, and still right tackle. Because of Tyron's injury at the beginning of last year and then still getting hurt, they have literally never, not one single time for one moment, one snap, had them all together. And they have survived this year. I mean, that sounds crazy to say week three that they've been surviving, but they have. And now you've got this Biotis thing. That's probably the place where they have the scariest point of depth because Biotis, Biotis is super underrated, man. I mean, not only is he kind of a low-key leader, he's recovered two fumbles. In each oh, good point. Season. I good mean, point. He, is, he is a hustler. Uh, but, you know, Brock Hoffman is an aid believing, and every guy they believe or have believed in to this point has found a way to step up and find their own role. That's a good name, too. Brock Hoffman, center, Dallas Cowboys. Good, good lawyer, too. It, it does sound know. good. Uh, yeah. Gray the McCarthy's OC style. Well, play caller. He's not yeah, the OC. Well, well, I mean, play calling style, the the offense, and and the you know up to the line of scrimmage, the quickness, the rapidity we're seeing, the the ball movement, all that. Put it together for me. I think it's important to contextualize that because I think it would be different on different teams. And you know, I'm not trying to say I told you so to the world, but back at the NFL Combine, and look, I've been wrong about a million things. Oh yeah, back we at the all NFL are. Right. Combine, um, Mike McCarthy 
said, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, when talking about Kellen Moore, he said, look, I've been where Kellen has been. Kellen wants to light up the scoreboard. I want to run the ball and rest our defense. And everybody thought this dude had lost it. Like, everybody was like, what do you mean you don't want to light up the scoreboard? Like, what is, what is your problem? Um, and so Kellen Moore is, again, and I don't mean this to slight him, but he's kind of Ricky Bobby. Like, he just wants to go fast. Like, he just wants to score all the time. And the team that wins the Super Bowl sometimes isn't the best offense in the NFL. Um, if you watch that Chargers game last week, they lost in overtime. They got the ball to start that overtime period. First and second down, they go deep, and obviously it doesn't happen. So then, then it's third and ten, and, you know, it's getting late, and they can't convert, and so they punt and they lose. And so McCarthy, um, I think, has done a phenomenal job at marrying the strengths of his overall football team right. through the prism of, of what he calls, which is the offense. And so, um, you know, field goals count. You know, like, like field goals are points the exact same way. They're less. But people, you know, I think are, are, are labeling it as conservative. I'm labeling it as understanding the overall picture. He knows that sometimes in September your star cornerback's going to get hurt. You know, sometimes in November this is going to pop up. And so I think he really deserves a lot of props. I mean, like, the, the quickness of it all is really impressive. I mean, it's an A-plus sort of affair right now for me. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, Rudy brought up with McCarthy earlier uh, his, uh, was it 2017? What year was the 17 IR guys? What year was that with Green Bay? 2010. 2010. Was, he brought up was, uh, McCarthy's 2010. You're like, well, you kind of been there. He's like, dude, I do not want to revisit that year. No matter he how said good it people turned called out. Him. He said a bunch of people called him and reminded him. Like, dude, that dude, was you, awful. You've been through this. And he said, hey, you know uh, what? It I, is re- important for me to reflect on that. He said, I don't want to go through that, but it is important yeah. for me to know that I've been through this and we still won a title. I was going to say the 2010 Green Bay Packers right. won the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, and he's talked about that before. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I mean, it, and it's, you know, there's no predictive things. I mean, I know I kind of have made a career out of that being a bit on Twitter. Um, but you know, just because you, you overcame that hurdle once in 2010, doesn't mean you'll do so again, but I will say I, I am constantly impressed with him. Like he seems to be somebody who always knows the right thing to say, uh, in the face of any kind of adversity, whether on or off the field. Um, and, and that kind of lends to his skills as a play caller. I, I don't mean to say that um, – I don't mean to gatekeep and say to be an amazing play caller head coach, you have to have all of this experience. But but I think you can see that, that he has all of this experience. And that's how he knows, like, look, dude, we can't just rely on scoring 50 points every week. Like, that's not enough. And oddly enough, I right. think that maybe what, what the catalytic moment for him, and this is my assumption may have been, was the absence of Dak Prescott last year. Because of that, they had to revert to this kind of offense, this kind of take all the low-hanging fruit, just survive, let your defense play great on the other side of things. In a weird way, sometimes that can happen. If you have an elite quarterback, you can just lean into that too much, and then you put all of it on him, and you know you forget that there's 52 other players on the team. You know what? Damn, that's interesting. You know what? Maybe after he returned, speaking of Dak Prescott, RJ, you're the first one to hear say that. Maybe that was like, and then McCarthy had to watch it play out. Like, maybe a part of him said, why the hell Am I doing didn't this? we just stick to what we did when Cooper went 4-1? And, one? and that's one. not a slight to Dak. I don't know what year we said you don't have to be great for us to win became a thing as, as a negative you know, connotation. 
But I, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I could see Mike sitting alone with himself and being like, "Dude, why aren't we just sticking to what we did? Why are we going back to this air raid? This hurry up, let's 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 put a thousand points on the board. Why don't we just stick to what we did with just a little bit more? Because Dak is better than Cooper. I mean, I think that today's game, the modern game, is dominated by the quarterbacks, and so like general consensus is you have to throw for three hundred yards, you have to have three passing touchdowns, you have to do all the stuff. Um, and, you know, Mike himself has a quote that I really love that he said last year. He said, defense wins championships, but the Super Bowl is won by the quarterback. Um, and so mm. th- th- there, will, there will be a time this season, even the way the Cowboys are playing, where they will have to push and, and they will have to, to be the heavy lifter. Um, and that's the thing, you know, um, just because this is how they've won these first two games doesn't necessarily suggest like that's how they're going to play every game. And I think that's where Mike knows, you know, how to press his specific opponents. I mean, you know, last year against, on Christmas Eve against the Eagles, Dak Prescott was phenomenal. I mean, it, it was truly because that's what you needed. And you're going to need that at some point in time. In some other games, he's going to have turnovers because that's just life. And the defense is going to have to be even better. Um, but something that I sort of – have come around on is that he will attack opponents in in specific ways. Everybody knew the Jets want to come in, they want to play, they want to show off that defense, they want to get off to an early start, they want to run the ball. So what does Mike do when he wins the toss? He defies yep. the you always kick first, you you double dip at halftime. He says, I want the ball because I want to put an end to that narrative. I want to put them in an early Great hole. Point. And what does he Great what point. does he do? He 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 dices them up the entire and maybe the most impressive thing he's done is he is finding ways to scheme open his playmakers. He's helping CeeDee Lamb. And to your point, Rudy, I don't know when it became embarrassing for star players to need help. Um, you know, And so he is finding ways to put the ball in his most dynamic playmakers' hands as opposed to relying on them just getting open, just beating their guy. Like, no, dude, you can. that's your job. Your job as an offensive play caller is to put them in positions to win. Are you, are you getting a, a, a sense and a, a change in attitude from Dak and his, his relationship to being a quarterback in the press? I, I'm feeling a little bit more of a saltiness from Dak over the last week and a half or so. That uh, I'm tired of everything we've said before. This is, a, this is, this is what this team is. I, I don't know how to define it yet, but I feel a, a Dak taking a different – Tack other than I'm just happy to be here, good quarterbacks, good plays, practice hard kind of a guy. Am I, am I wrong there? I would say that I think that Dak is pretty lenient and understanding. Well, of he his, jumped on Todd uh, Archer. Well, I, I saw him jump on Archer to start the week. And, and then I felt like this, what I heard yesterday was a Dak that's kind of like, I'm tired of, the, I'm tired of this. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he's willing to offer more grace than, than most because he knows, hey, I'm the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, there's, there's some, some bells and whistles that come along with this. And so I do think he tolerates more than most people probably would in that position. Um, and so, I, you know, along those lines, I think over the offseason, he was willing to tolerate all the interception questions because it was the offseason, right? Like, like he, right. there was nothing. He was stuck, right? Like he couldn't do anything except say it's going to be different. Um, and so – I would imagine that it would be very frustrating if after two games of incredibly dominant and efficient play, not just on defense, but on offense as well, for you to be asked like, Hey, what do you think about the interceptions last year? For him to be like, okay, dude, like what's going on? Like now, now we have actual data to work with, right? Like now we have actual substance. We no longer have to look at these teams as far as who they were last year. Last year is, is shout out to Justin Timberlake and TI. It's dead and gone. 
Like, we are here in 2023. Well we have football happening right here. Quit ignoring it. In the next, like, the, at this point, the interception thing does feel like poking a narrative, although I don't think that's what Todd was doing. Todd isn't that kind of person. Um, Deron Bland. Uh, Emmett Smith always tells us, you know, when we talked about Tony Pollard and him replacing Zeke when Zeke was still here, it's different when you're the one. Deron Bland has had some success. He's found The ball's found him six different times. Will it be different now that you are the guy? And and how much do you expect teams to at least try to exploit that? Because on the other side, you have a Hall of Famer in Gilmore. That's the other thing. Well, he's, you're still not the one, right? Like, like you, you're, you're you, the you don't think you don't uh, think you think it's Jordan? Is that what you're telling me? Well, no, 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 we I'm asked McCarthy. Like Go ahead. I'm saying you're not the the, the top cornerback on okay. the team. Right? Like you're right. still, you know, like you're 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 kicking outside. There's no question about it. Um, and he's done that before um, because Anthony Brown wasn't too reliable last year. And, yeah, I mean, that's – look, you're – you know, it's hard. It's, it's going to be hard. Like, it's going to be really difficult. Um, but, I mean, you have to – it has to work, right? Like, if, if they're going to win the Super Bowl, it has to work. And I think there's – you know, there's a track – like, nobody at this point who's a second-year, former fifth-round pick, whatever, that's being thrusted into this situation – Nobody has the career resume, you know, to, to be brief about it that Deron Bland does. So, like, this is about as good of a player as you can have inherit this role under these circumstances. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's a, you're right. He's going to be tested a lot because nobody's going to want to throw at Gilmore. I mean, nobody's going to, you know, give him that much respect. So he's going to have to put those playmaking, you know, skills to the test again. Are you ready for this? This defensive line no. is so good, RJ. We're going to turn – the Cowboy fans going to turn Deron Bland into the all-world corner because when you have a defensive line like that, RJ, I'm not, and I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm of course, I'm being funny. You go, you you be able to stay with a few receivers with, with the defense, way that defensive line is playing. We're going to turn them into I mean, all-world. It's an age-old chicken or the egg. What what helps more, a great pass rush or a great, you know, cover group? It's pass so rush. Right. I mean – no, I mean you're right. Like if, if the quarterback's bad. under duress, um, <laughs> it's it, always it bad. helps everyone. Yeah. And and so you know that's what I'm saying. Like if you're feeling shaky about Deron Bland, I mean I don't blame you. Like you're obviously startled about the Diggs thing, but like he's he's really been impressive as an NFL player. Um, so again, you should feel great about that. He has, to your point, the best pass rush in the NFL working in front of him. And he has, uh, to your point, Hall of Fame corner on the other side who he can learn from, who is really great about teaching all the young players, obviously, in the room that will seemingly kind of help him. Hey, young buck, let's get this together. It's you and me. We're the show back here. So, yeah, I mean, um, there's there's very, very fair reason to buy stock in Deron Bland and what he's about to have to do. Well, for him to be the guy that we hope he's going to be, Micah needs to continue this kind of MVP run. There's been a little bit of talk the week over on the Nationals about the ability of a defensive player to win MVP, and Micah certainly is getting the credit for what he's done so far. Do you think it's even possible that MVP is a thing that Micah can get, and how important is it for him to stay that course for you know the likes of D-Law to continue to show that you know he's still not around, and even though D-Law might have passed the torch, he's still here. Let's talk about Micah and MVP. You know, uh, people say if J.J. Watt couldn't win it in 2014, that, that it could never happen. Um, he was on the Texans. At least like it, well, that's that's my point. Is No offense to J.J. Watt. I hope he's enjoying his retirement in Arizona. Um, but um, 
it's a very different thing to play for the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm a big believer in, you know, these awards, I don't mean to say they're rigged or anything like that, but they are really heavily narrative-based. Um, you know, you, it's, it's not simply, oh, who's the best offensive player in the NFL? It's, well, who's the best non-quarterback offensive player, right? Like, that's our offensive player of the year, right? Like, right. things like that. Coach of the year is kind of like a rookie of the year for coaches. Um, you know, what, what coach overachieved? You know, so you can see that narrative. Micah plays for the most visible team in the NFL, in the world, hell. Micah, obviously, is doing these incredibly dominant things. Micah, unlike JJ in 2014, happens to be playing at a time where offense is a little bit down. Uh, now, we're only two weeks and a game in, uh, but if this very, very small trend as far as, you know, data and sample size is concerned were to continue, if offense were to kind of stay down, then you can, you know, see a, a world where there is no quarterback who throws for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And therefore, Micah, you know, playing on the big stage, this big platform, whatever, all of a sudden that case looks a little bit more tolerable. And if the Cowboys are the number one seed in the NFC, if he does have the, the most sacks in the NFL, if he does, there's going to be some stupid stat, I promise you, when we get to December that's going to be like Micah Parsons has you know, 19 and a half sacks on his own. But on plays where he has been double teamed, his teammates have accrued 59 sacks right. that you could theoretically assign to him. And it's, it's just going to be this right. like unbelievable sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still would not bet on him. But, I mean, if, if he's the highest odds or has the highest odds of any non-quarterback in the NFL at drafting sportsbook. So, I mean, it, it, if it's possible, it's now, it's this time, it's this player in this specific position. Your thoughts on the boogeyman that is the 49ers last night? I mean, it looked a little flawed early on. Okay. I'm willing to That's give fair. them the, okay. it's, it's, But it's Thursday night football. You know, everyone's always a little sluggish. I mean, it's, it's you know, and then they wake up, and it's just really annoying. I mean, it, <laughs> and I've, I've, I've told you all this before, and it's still true. Um you know, C.D. Lamb yesterday had a, a comment about, you know, or he, he was asked about them being great or something like that. And he was like, look, our, you know, it, it's the first two weeks of the season. We're looking forward to week five. And I don't know if that was said specifically because the Cowboys visit the 49ers in week five. And if they view that as some sort of measuring stick opportunity, the Cowboys could go win that game 40 to nothing. And they are still just as much of the boogeyman to me. Like, mm. you know, and I don't mean to be negative or pessimistic, but like, and, and I will enjoy it and I will, you know, have some fun, but like you, you could beat them in October. That's fine. I've seen Cowboys teams dominate in October and November and December, beat them in January. And then, then we're willing to say the boogeyman's gone. The monster under your bed is out of here. Like uh, until you do that, we, we will give you your flowers. But we, we will remain scarred until we get to that point. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, your your column regarding the last time the Cowboys went. Yeah, for, you we, know. we had some fun with that yesterday, uh, RJ. And use this uh, Rain Man mind of yours. What occurred when the when the collapse began? What was the the, uh, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back that ended up a non playoff team after a three and zero start? You're saying the last times the Cowboys were three. Right. What happened that caused the uh, what began the collapse? In 2019, that was the most recent time. Um, you know, they were a little bit inflated by their, their teams they beat. They beat New York and Washington and Miami and Taco Sack Jack, and it was this big old thing. Um, and they, I mean, I, I hate to lump it under one dude, but they were coached by Jason Garrett, and they just they didn't have the, 
the killer instinct that they seem to have right now. I mean, yeah. and that I think is evidenced by the fact that the third loss that year, when because they, they actually fell to three and three uh, in 2019, was against the Jets um, and Sam Darnold Sam coming Darnold. back from mono, and that that was just who they were. They just underperformed in those moments where they were supposed to kind of you know blast an opponent. Um, in 2000, you know, the 2008 Cowboys might be the most talented team in franchise history to not even make the playoffs. Um, and that team missed the playoffs because they ultimately dealt with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I referenced this in the article. It was a trip to Arizona, which is scary because of this week, and then mm. the Trayvon thing happened. Uh, it was a trip to Arizona that was really costly. Uh, Felix Jones, who was a rookie at the time, got hurt in that game, had to miss a lot of time. Matt McBriar, the punter, had his punt blocked in overtime and hurt his foot, and the Cardinals returned that to, to win that game off that touchdown in overtime. And Tony Romo hurt his pinky um, and had to miss some time that season as well. And it was just don't so clunky. Do, that don't do this. What are you doing? I remember you, it's you, all you, coming what do you back. Mean? You, you asked. <laughs> I didn't ask. You, you asked the question. <laughs> um, that was the year traded for Roy Williams midseason. It was just oh. also – Forced. It was the final season at Texas Stadium. So there was this weird pressure around them. Um, but that season was a lot of injuries as opposed to 2019 where it was just, you know, not having proper leadership. All due respect to Jason. Real quick, RJ, are you ready for some adversity, though? Because you, I know you're a fan, clearly, but you're also a realist. That just by your answer about them beating San Francisco in October means nothing. Aren't you ready for some adversity just so you can get a real feel on because mentally and everything they're saying, RJ, they are a different team. And again, you know I would love to poke fun at them, but it feels different. Training camp felt different. These The pressers from the the players this week felt different. They're like really no nonsense. So are you ready for some adversity? I mean, ready or not, here it is, right? Like our quarterback goes down. No, and, I'm not talking about uh, in a game, though. I know what you – yes, that is adversity. But I'm talking about like, hey, you're down seven, you're down six. It's late fourth quarter. Like, are you ready to see that to see where they really are? Yeah, because we don't know. Like, it's it's easy to kick ass and take names, right? And, like, um, that's what was so impressive about the Eagles last year and what was impressive about the way they lost the Super Bowl because I thought, like, man, these dudes are just used to, to jumping on teams and they, they can't come from behind. That's right. why I was so impressed with Jalen Hurts. And thank God they still lost that game. But, yeah, I, I want to see them pushed. I mean, but, again, the reality is you can't be pushed in September. You, you just can't. <laughs> like, you, you cannot, you know – you, uh, you know, it's. I used to tell David Chance this, and I'll end with this. Um, a baseball game doesn't mean anything to me, really, unless the people in the crowd are wearing jackets, right? Like, if, if the people <laughs> in the crowd are wearing jackets, then then there's something serious yeah. on the line. Uh, but if they're not, then, like, it's okay. It's one game that's a part of the series. Go put on a coat. It matters. we got the Cardinals on Sunday. Appreciate is, you, big dog. He is RJ Ochoa stopping by. Check out all of his stuff at Blogging the Boys and on the socials. Hey, man, uh, enjoy your weekend. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you next. Each of y'all get some pudding or jello this weekend. You can have either one. God bless birds up. Why not? <laughs> RJ, <laughs> later, RJ, RJ Ochoa of Blogging the Boys making his stop by. Lots to pull out from that, and we will. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. 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 Slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else 
Would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Friday edition. Congratulations, you made it. He is Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. That's Easy E. Edwin Hafner on the other side of the double pane. we got two hours of fun headed your way. That will include head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. He is one less than an hour away. Uh, R.J. Ochoa is just a little over an hour away. Uh, in the meantime, we're looking fully at what happened yesterday afternoon. If you've been under a rock, not paying attention, Trayvon Diggs will be exiting stage left. Blew an ACL out yesterday in practice out for the season. That sucks. It Again, I think sucks. McCarthy said it best when it's like, okay, yeah, football's one thing, but you hurt more for the player because, again, this game is not, it's not for long. You know, that's what the NFL really stands for. So you heard for him because, one, there's no guarantee you ever the same. A lot of, I mean, yes, we're in the new technology area and guys bounce back all the time, but it just sucks. You had a year taken away from you. So you hurt more personally for the guy more than you worried about what happens with you on the field. And I'm sure that locker room, while they got to get up and dust themselves off here in a few hours, because, you know, the Rob Thompson theory, you got 24 hours to feel sorry for yourself. Then you got to get up and wipe, dust yourself off. But you feel awful for Trayvon. Just got paid, um, was having a, a really good season already, and then in practice, in practice, in practice, that happens. That that that's absolutely devastating. And uh, Stephen Jones joined the Blitz last night and said, you know, just a misstep, just a misstep. You know, try to you can't make sense out of nonsense. No, you just can't. a misstep, and and they got to carry on. We're going to talk a lot about how they're going to do that. Their primary opponent to get to where they want to go uh, played last night and looked pretty damn good doing it. Uh, we'll look at that and the rest of the NFL. Lots of games that are going to matter, and they're starting this weekend, and we'll talk about them and cover them. Uh, college football as well, where you're home for fighting Texas Aggies. You're going to get them on Saturday. They're hosting Auburn. Texas is heading north up thirty five. Going to take on Baylor. It, it is the first real weekend of college football. I mean, we're just going to start That's seeing fair. some separating. And, you know, I, I think we're going to see first and foremost uh, the eyes of the college football world because there hasn't been much else going on have been on Dion. And, and, it's funny you say Dion first or Coach Prime first and then <laughs> Colorado second, but that's kind of how it is. Damn. They're taking it on the road to Oregon in what is a show-me game in every sense of the word for the Colorado Buffs. So when you say show-me, considering you got the Buffs losing, you when you say show-me, you're just saying don't get blown out because you don't have them winning. No, I don't think they're even so, going to be close. I think a valiant so then, effort keeps them within two touchdowns. Valiant effort keeps them within two touchdowns. Um, Well, you know, I, as I said yesterday, for those that didn't listen, I don't think anybody in the country is 20 points better than Colorado, including – the Oregon Ducks. Matter of fact, I think I think Colorado pulls the upset. I won't pick USC yet, but I have my reservations about them beating USC, even though it is in Colorado. Um, but when you say Dion and the Colorado Buffs, that's the thing that drives the Jason Whitlocks of the world crazy. Whitlock's really been laying the wood to him, and I think that's why you know your Dan Patrick's, your Jason Whitlocks. Are like ready for them to lose because then you're not you're not saying anything that's wrong, right? I, I want to hear you're what just, Whitlock's saying. Oh I, I'm really curious His, here. Come on, Whitlock, I know Whitlock, Whitlock. So he's he's a paid hitman. He's a paid hitman. Like his job, and he's made millions of dollars doing it, is to go against 
you know, the majority of black folks. Right. That's Whitlock's job. Like, hey, you're our guy. You're, we're going to use you to speak out against the brothers, and we're going to pay you lots of money to do it. And he does it well. That's his job. That's He knows what he's doing. But, you know, he's like, hey, you know, Dion's arrogance. He's not that good a coach. Great players don't make great coaches. Him and Warren Sapp went back and forth about this. You know, Whitlock just being Whitlock. He's got to go against the grain. It is what it is. But but in in fairness to Whitlock, he's not the only person that is waiting on Dion, waiting in the wings on Dion to lose because we say Dion in the Colorado bus. Because no, that's he's true. So, yeah, You're right. I mean, and it ain't, you didn't say anything wrong because that is how it's seen. That's why he's. That's why they're on TV. That's why they're getting covered the way they are because it's Dion in the Colorado bus, even though he'll tell you he doesn't want it that way. No, and I, he, he wants it that way because, hey, he's making money. Right. And he has to do that to make the money he's chasing, and he's going to continue to do it. But I think the reason I just don't give him a lot of, a lot of opportunity against Oregon is the original narrative is now going to come back into play, mm-hmm. that these 86 new guys – and no matter what you've done. I don't even sound right. You know? I can't even sit here and count to 86. The depth issue is going to come oh, into it's play huge. now. It's huge. And, and, and you just don't have, he just doesn't have enough yeah, to he's go ad- in there. He's admitted he, he's still. Yeah, what, eight or nine? I think he, he said, said eight, eight or nine guys. Said, eight guys. Think about how many. Yeah. So and that's four on offensive line, four on the defensive so line. So you're going into about. an Oregon team who well, is who Oregon, kicking ass and taking names. I don't know who Oregon names. is. We don't know who Oregon is, Rob. Well, I think we got Texas a pretty good Tech. idea. Come on now, Rob. They haven't played anybody either. Neither has Colorado. You know, people, because I, I think we've all found out that TCU is prob- was probably overrated, right? Oh, what yeah, is- no question. So Oregon has beat Portland State, Texas Tech, and Hawaii. And going into Lubbock Come and winning isn't, isn't, you know, it isn't a, a season maker, but no. it is certainly a little bit of proof that what you're doing is working. Is it more impressive than beating TCU in Dallas? Uh, no, I don't think no, so. it's not. It's not. Right. Uh, Tech was not Sorry. coming off a national championship game. I don't care <laughs> what it was. No, it's not. Uh, so I'll give you that. But there's a reason. <laughs> Excuse me, but Vegas. Oregon's deeper. I would think. This, I don't <laughs> yeah. even know, Rob, but I would think off the top of my head, Oregon's probably deeper. They've been doing it longer. Yeah, and Bo Nix is a seasoned vet. This Absolutely. guy's been playing college played football for SEC. like six years. Right. So he's still around. And Colorado lost their starting wide receiver and starting cornerback in one guy. So you're already down your playmaker. But I will say this, even in defeat, I think Shadour can win a Heisman this weekend. Yeah, how many losses did Johnny have the year he won? Four? Yeah, it does, four. It, yeah that losses don't matter. don't matter. Yeah, that don't matter. And I think if he can put this team on his back like I'm beginning to believe he's capable of, he's going to be going up against another Heisman candidate. This is going to be a very much viewed game. It's going to be a primary view. You got Bo in the hunt for to get a seat in New York? Uh, right now, right? I think, I think he almost did last well, year, didn't well, he? I think it's Shador, uh, Penix, and Bo Nix. You got three quarterbacks from the pack. Oh, Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. You got four quarterbacks the, that might get a seat in New York, depending on how the season I plays out. I completely agree. And, and I, I think that Shador can really put his name front and center, even in defeat yeah. against a, an Oregon team that. But this I don't, is the best not thing many for people Colorado. giving him a shot. And this is the best thing for Colorado. You don't to live up to expectations. All you got to do is cover at twenty. 
If if they come in and they lose by 14, the narrative will be, well, damn, Dion's a hell of a coach. He did that with nine guys. I mean, literally, he did it with 86. I don't think you have to do that much to keep Colorado front and center because I think most of us realize they're just coming in outmanned. They just don't have enough guys on the sideline, and they got a lot of want to and a couple of really talented yeah. kids that can make some plays. But um, the, it, Facing um, Dion Rock. Well, see, I did it. Facing Dion, <laughs> yeah, I just did it. Yeah. Damn it! I'm gonna try to stop doing that. It's become almost like prize fighting. Like everybody that he's faced, somebody has to say something. So now, head coach Dan Landing has come out and said, "No kid grows up wanting to go to Colorado." <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. No, I, I agree with that. <laughs> but you know, now Dion and Shador have their. Well, now it's personal. <laughs> you know, once a week now, it's almost like okay. Because, look, this is what it's come down to, Rob. Like, even though this is it's become a recruiting tool, like, hey, I want to get as many eyes as possible. I think we're about to win. I'm going to get my guys some exposure. Like, I want as many eyes as possible for my guys and for my recruits. So, let's let hey, let's start let's a, pick fight. a fight. Let, yeah. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's become like prize fighting. Let's sell this fight up. And I kind of think that's what Dan Landing said. And the thing I appreciate about Dan is when they ran it back to him, he said, I don't regret nothing I said. I said it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got a lot of problems. Stuttering ain't one of them. <laughs> Kids don't grow up wanting to play in Colorado. Unless you're from Colorado and a ski a ski bum. While it sounds disrespectful, it's true. It is true. <laughs> it's true. Everybody goes, I you know, Colorado looks pretty cool, but I don't want to go to college there. Hell do, do you wake up do you wake up as or grow up as a kid saying you want to go to Eugene? Uh no. <laughs> so I don't know. No, and I, if I'm prime, like like where the hell is Eugene? Like you thank God for Phil Knight, Mr. Lanning. Absolutely true. So that I have no problem with. Pick that fight. And I like hey, it. it's work for wrestling. I mean, if you're creating a narrative, there's a reason why we're staring at Sanders and Whitlock's mad and everybody's happy and everything in the middle. It's because it's compelling. It, well, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, I don't either, man. But the Travis Hunter thing is is problematic. It's hurt. You, you lost two starters in one guy. Yeah, that's that. That's problematic. Because he's a really a shutdown corner right now. So you lose, you you open up another half the field. We saw with Colorado State in that, you know, after he went down, and then now you're facing an offense that historically has been explosive. So, um, yeah, and, it's tough sledding. It's definitely an uphill battle for the Buffs. I don't even think it's the game of the week in the Pac-12 though. I, I think got, the what, Utah UCLA game is, is as important as anything. Else. I agree with that. I, I think as far as what's coming, <laughs> I think Utah is one of those unheralded really really good football teams that gets a little bit of momentum they're a top 10 quality team and that 230 game against ucla is really going to matter we haven't begun to be i can't believe we're talking this much about the pac-12 no not considering they're breaking up and that we oregon state washington state another matchup of top 25 teams yeah i'm I'm down with that i'm down with that 14 at 21 who'd have thunk and we get and Texas got a nice run. I think A and M's going to be in fine stead as well. I don't think it's a. Um, does Tennessee cover the twenty against UTSA? That's right. I'm glad you we're of like mind. We haven't got to the UTSA Tennessee game, and what uh, certainly I just want to check. I ain't, I mean I I hope Trailer ain't listening because he would be mad at right. me. But I'm just I'm a I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm gonna go get my one point five or whatever we getting, and I'm gonna go home a happy man. How do we quantify success here? And I think one is get out healthy as healthy as possible. Well, if Frank doesn't play, and as Coach Trailer told us right here on Hard Hard in the Morning before he told anybody in the country, they're going to play two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They're going to play uh, the kid that got Freddie from Freddie Lee Marbury, yeah. Marbury and, and the then transfer from Colorado that Dion kicked out. <laughs> Trailer said, come on. 
Charlie said, come on down here. Yeah, would you admit to transferring from Colorado? Where'd you go? Uh, yeah, I, you know what, Rob? A decent game going into the third. Yeah. Um, and, ten, and, the re, and the reason it's tough, and you ask Coach this, like, hey, Coach, would you rather be playing a team that's coming off a big win or a big loss? He's like, dude, I'd rather them coming off a big win. And they're coming off getting their teeth kicked yes. in by a Florida team that's, you know, not even that really not that good. So they're going to have their, you know, their ears pinned back, and they're going to be like, all right, let's get back up off the mat. So to me, it's almost like what they did with Texas last year. Like, yes, they weren't going to beat Texas, but they made it interesting at times. So yeah. that's that's what I'm looking for, and 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 to get out of there alive. Can I be real here? Because I'm I've now as I travel the city, looked at as a vulture. See, I, I walk in and people see me, and they're wearing orange, and they come running. See, in my two and a half years of dealing with you, when you say, "Can I be real here?" <laughs> I, I know body slams coming. So go ahead. Body slam the road runners, Rob. Go ahead. I, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm rooting for this particular color of orange, and it ain't the one from here. Why? Tell me why. Um, I get the sense that the A&M season isn't going to end well. Oh, I see. We see. And I want I the. See. I want the. Uh, see, I told. I told some UTSA fans yesterday. I told. I said, "Hey, there's a big UTSA fan and my man Bobby Justice." I said, "Hey, go over there." And asked Rob if he's trying to poach your coach. And he said, "Did he come over?" And he did. Me? He came to corner me. He goes, "You're chasing my guy." And I said, "I'm not chasing." But that's an awfully pretty apple that's awfully low hanging, and he's in my backyard, and I'm about to get hungry. So I ain't chasing him now. I just want to protect him, and I want to make it easy for him to leave. But you know, they, they you know, in talking with some UTSA fans, they did say they feel like if this season isn't a success. That, that it's not going to be those offers out no, there. No, like, that's not know. true. That's not true. So because you, you don't everybody that? knows what Trailer's working with. Everybody knows. That so they, you feel like he can have a down year and he'll still you be You can go after. up in weight class and, and lose your first fight. Okay. I mean, he went up and this whole program went up in weight class. This is their first time at junior middle. You know, they've been fighting welterweight for a while, and now we're up in weight class, and you're going to take some punches that land a little bit harder than you're accustomed to more often. You're going to be playing more of those teams. We beat D1 teams before. They rolled into Illinois. They beat good teams. It's not about that. It's about the consistency. You get punched week after week instead of every third week. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody would hold a tough season at UTSA against anybody there. The players. So if you're an AD, you're, if he has a down year, he goes, let's say seven it's, and he is still seven golden. and five. Golden. Okay. He is the most sought after the guy in this country. And if you think he's not, sorry, runners, we're not. We're not trying to steal your and coach. It, but yeah, we and are. it's not just about him; it's where he's from. It's, yeah, you you his, his Texas ties. You hire him every Texas coach. That's why Tech turned when they hired McGuire. Talent showed up in Lubbock that hadn't been there for a while. They weren't gonna play for some dude from Wyoming, from some dude coming from Utah. But you take McGuire out of East Texas. You take McGuire, a Texas coach playing Texas things, getting Texas guys. Talent showed up in Lubbock, and it stayed here. Right. And it's it's funny we're talking about trailer because then you know we're talking about Dion you know Will Stein his former OC is now up in Oregon so you know it is what it is and they, and the offense has struggled this season mm. without Will Stein so it, it it matters it does matter and I'm not poaching I'm not saying yes you but are given, just admit it right hey, stand I, on I, it. okay I am okay thank you because one another thing the guy deserves a platform the guy deserves the audience that he would get and on a, on a high D one program because he is a rock star right. he, he, everybody sees it and knows it. 
Yeah, I just a matter of time. I remember when Frank Arnold. Remember Frank Arnold? That name when he was head coaching out at Texas State and won himself a national championship at Southwest. I remember that Coach Arnold was a legend, and everybody knew it. I mean, what, what is he doing here? That's how that's how you feel about trailer. Well, yeah. I mean, wasn't Arnold the one that went on to Minnesota and won there too? Am well, I wrong? I, I, I'm, that's why we have Google. I have to look it up because my memory's awful. There's coaches that you just know that are destined for other things. Destined for great. Uh, now, well, the, every time. now and then, you get the uh, Frank Beamer at Virginia Tech. Every now and again, you get a guy that's like, I am happy here, and I'm going to take this thing yeah. as long as it goes, and I'm never leaving. Joe Paterno at Penn State. It does happen. It does happen. A guy lands, and it just is a fit. And there could be some of that here. And there's certainly something to be said about building. What did Dion say? I'm not here for a moment. I'm here for a monument. I don't, believe I don't believe that, but I like the saying. I'm going to keep it, and I think I would like to see more of that. Right. But does trailer? There ain't enough time. No, but right now he's right now he's ours, Rob. You and your veterinary underground beat it. It's the Mike McCarthy Show every Friday morning at seven and nine with R and R in the morning. I'm all about winning, so when it has to do with winning, then that's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Boy, we're still reacting to that devastating injury news of the Dallas Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs out for the season. John Mishota with The Athletic covers the Cowboys. He'll join us at 515. And we'll talk some Aggies football with Andrew Monaco, the voice of the Texas A&M Aggies. He'll join us at 315. Hey, Rob, if the Aggies don't win this weekend, is that it for Jimbo? Yes. Yes. No way. Not a bit. Not immediately. Oh, okay. It'll be like when the uh, what's the like the you're you're an animal guy. The yeah. Komodo dragon bites and then he goes away and watches because the poison just seeps through the veins. Auburn is a Komodo dragon. Then if they bite you, you will die. You do you know how excited I just got that you brought up Komodo dragon? Like I'm a huge. I know you are. <laughs> that my uh, the hairs on my arm. Like I love like the Komodo dragon. Damn, Rob. So I was supposed to be talking football. I got all excited about the Komodo Dragon reference. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. Hey, I, I've got some Adam Sandler tickets just burning a hole in my pocket. I saw you are so not invited to my bot misfit. Those are both. You told me yeah. both of those girls are his daughters. Is his wife. Yeah, it was good. His <laughs> wife hasn't been in 20 movies. I had no idea she's in. Oh, this that's one. his wife. Not the wife that. Oh, not his wife in the movie. But his wife is in that movie. I will say but that. But how my, about getting your kids off the payroll by just putting them in your movies? Like, brilliant. I, was, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. I liked it. It was like it was one of those little cute movies. My appreciation for him has grown. And the longer he's been around, the more I like it. I appreciate Adam because he rocks with his dogs. Like Adam, like he he's made some dudes in his circle way more money than they would have ever made. Yep. And do you know this whole time I've been I thought it was bar mitzvah. Well, no, no, uh, I, no, you're right. Oh, okay. Bar is boy, bot is girl. Oh, okay. So you so were right. I wasn't wrong. You're right. Okay, no. cool. It's a, yeah. Yeah, I can see. That was a cute movie. No, no cute. I, I want to see it. I just had no idea. Yeah, so when are we going to uh, give away these tickets? When you want to do I, it? I, I want to tease it forward. Okay, let's do that. So uh, the reason we're going to, uh, I want you to stay here and be ready to win those tickets. 
uh, just after the nine o'clock hour, just okay. after, because we're going to start the hour with an interview uh, with one of our favorite types at, at nine o'clock, and I want you to hear it. So I'm not going to give away the tickets. Till right, after let's that. do that. Uh, so be here till well after Mike McCarthy is done with his segment, and we will give away those tickets uh, right then. It is time for an exhibition that is also a competition. It is our Pro Football Pick'em Contest. Go to our website, get yourself signed up, because there are benefits to playing. Like if you're the best in town this week, there's a fifty dollar gift card for you to head over and spend some money at a fine uh, locale that I need to make sure I have exactly what I need to read here. It is at the uh, um, Five Oaks Ace Hardware. Nice. You ever been to the Ace Hardware? Yes, any, any absolutely. Ace Hardware. Yes, absolutely. There, there's, there's, you know, they're, they're, there's, they're not the big box, but I love going into an Ace Hardware. Me too. Because they got everything I want. It's like one of those venues where you see a concert and it feels intimate. Right. That's and, how I feel about and, Ace Hardware. And you never know what you're going to see in an Ace Hardware. Absolutely. You never, they've got, it's not just a hardware store, and I'm sure Five Oaks is just like that, and $50 would be a nice way to go visit. If you are the best over the season, our grand prize, you probably will have won a couple of those Five Oaks Ace Hardware $50 gift cards, and you will also have $1,000 toward your ultimate sports experience at A Awesome Tickets. Uh, get yourself signed up. Go play. Let's hear those uh, musical tunes. So I think we were safe last night in going and uh, choosing the 49ers. That was yeah, yeah, that was no uh, real shock. Uh, oh, I, I don't have the page open. I have my own particular betting line that I'm going to go off of here. So Let's forgive me if we're jumping and jumping around. Let me get to where we need to be because I'm going to be following your cue on a couple of these because I'm not sure which parlay I'm going to wrap around here. Yeah, we got a parlay with Rob. Well, uh, it, it's never fun when you had a rough week. Let's start with the uh, Patriots and Jets. Now, this game is going to be in New York. The Jets coming off a very, very tough loss. But, ultimately, New England wins this game. I think they're due, although... They're due. Um, I like the Jets. I'm going to talk, I'm gonna call the Jets my uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. For the, they've got Blake Bortles playing quarterback for them. I'd like the Jets to hold on in this defense okay. one more time. And if Belichick goes 0-3, that's just a benefit. The Chargers traveling to the Vikings... Chargers at the Vikings, the battle of the 0-2s. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. I like Minnesota at home. I do, too. Minnesota winning at home. Uh, If the season were to extrapolate what the first two games meant to uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, we're talking about a ridiculous number. He has 708 passing yards in the the first two games of the season. He and Justin Jefferson are setting things on fire. I think they got a lot of offense. They're going to And they traded for Cam Akers. Yes. Because they were like, hey, Masson, you we let go Dalvin Cook for you, and you haven't lived up to the hype at all. This is what Emmitt Smith talks about when he says it's different when you're the guy. Madison is a mambo king and playing a lot like <laughs> Zeke did last year. The Saints are traveling to the Packers. A low-key good football game here. I'm high on Jordan Love. Really, really high. But this Dennis Allis defense... Is really, really good, man. They're really good. I like the Saints to win this game. The Packers have won their home opener in 10 straight seasons. Wow. It won't happen this year. I like the Saints on the road. The Falcons in that brand-new rushing attack traveling up to Detroit against that Lions defense. Another low-key, fun football game. It's a game. good game. Yes. This is, this is going to be a really good game. This is one of those games where I would bet. I'm willing to bet the line is probably one. I don't know who's favorite. Uh, this, according to uh, BetUS, is uh, Detroit minus three and a half. Really? Over under 46. Detroit is favored by three and a half? Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take Atlanta money line. Atlanta wins that game outright. I like that Atlanta line, too. I mean, there's, a, there's a prop out there with Bijan and 100 yards that I'm 
interested in, let's right. just say. Uh, the Titans taking the road up to play Cleveland. Cleveland, they got away from them. If they protect the ball, they're going to win a lot of football games. I'm going to take the Browns to win this game at home. Cleveland minus three, according to BetUS. Yeah, I like the Browns. Yeah, me too. Although, he's got to play better. <laughs> Who, ba- uh, Happy Baby Pose? I'm, well, I, he, he's <laughs> looked so bad. Stefanski's not a terrible coach. They're going to figure no, it out. Uh, speaking of good coaches, I'm getting more and more impressed with Eric Bieniemy's offense. The Bills are traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. I'm gonna take Buffalo to win on the road. Yeah, I, you know that's just they're better. What's the line right there? Bet US. What's the we've got uh, Buffalo minus six and a half. Over. I like Washington. I like Washington to cover, but I will take Buffalo to win. Yeah, I, I like Buffalo here on this one. But you're right, covering the enemy is uh, the offense just, looks good. I will tell you what, if the offense continues to do this, I, we're going to see a lot of stories on the enemy on those Sunday morning shows. Maybe possibly replacing Brandon Staley. <laughs> you know what? Put that in the book. Mark the tape. <laughs> 844 on September the 22nd, the enemy to San, to San Diego, to the Chargers. The Colts, minus everything, heading to the Ravens. What's the status of Anthony Richardson? Did he pass? Is status he out of- for Sunday is uncertain. He's in the concussion protocol. Uh, we won't know until Sunday morning. Okay. If Garner Minshew plays, I like the Colts. <laughs> if Anthony Richardson plays, I like Baltimore. So I'm going to just take Baltimore. I'm, I'm going to take the Colts for now because I don't know if Anthony Richardson is going to come out. So I'll take the Colts to win on the road. OBJ leaves the game early, but Zay Flowers, the Baltimore first-round draft pick, has 13 receptions in the first two games, more than twice as many as any other Ravens player. He is what was expected. I like the Ravens regardless. Okay. I think that the, they're growing into an offense that might be pretty freaking potent if they can stay healthy in a couple of months. Uh, the Texans heading to Jacksonville, who's licking their wounds after getting smacked around last week. Nah, man, the, the yeah. Texans, they're not ready. They're not ready. Sunshine and them coming off a horrible offensive performance. They bounce back. Houston, they're getting, they're getting Laramie Tunsil back. They're getting their safety back. But still not quite enough to go into Jacksonville and beat them coming off a loss. I like Sunshine in the game. couple of numbers that matter. Jacksonville has won four straight division games. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has three passing touchdowns and six interceptions in his career against the Texans. Oh. To remember. You're supposed to tell me that before I pick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Broncos and the Dolphins. This is one that could be great or could be a blowout. I'm not quite sure to make up make up Denver, but it's Tua, Tua, Tua. I think Denver can score. I, I mean, Russell Wilson's completing 68% of his passes, throwing for 300 yards a game. But Miami is just too much. Denver's defense has actually been the letdown to them these first two games. That's the problem. It's not Russell Wilson. It's the defense in Miami. We know that's a track star. There was a track stars on football field. I like the Dolphins. You know, it's Tua is in the MVP conversation, right? Should be. He should be. Listen to some of the numbers we're talking about from Tua. He leads the NFL in yards per attempt at nine and a half, passing yards at 715, according to Elias. Now, here's a great stat. He has won nine straight starts versus former Super Bowl winning head coaches. Including the playoffs, wow. he's tied. Well, let's see, he is. Uh, let's see, including the playoffs, that's tied for the longest winning streak by a starting quarterback versus former Super Bowl winning head coaches all time with Bob Greasy, Jim Harbaugh, and Russell Wilson. Bob Greasy, who, oh. by the way, spent the entire season on the bench as Don Strzok carried that Miami team to the undefeated record and won the Super Bowl. He pulled 
at Carson Wentz. Nice Nick fun Foles pick. way nice back when. Uh, moving along, the Panthers of uh, Carolina travel cross country to head into Seattle, take on the Seahawks at 3 o'clock on Sunday. They said Bryce Young was too small and too brittle yeah. to last at this level, and he's already probably going to be out for this game. Seattle got a bounce-back win over those Detroit Lions after getting their faces beat in by the Rams. I like Seattle at home. That 12th man is real. And I like this number. If you're at BetUS.com, they've got Seattle minus 5.5. I think there's more than that. Oh, yeah, they cover that. They cover that. All right, before we get to the Cowboys, on uh, Monday, on Sunday, we got the Bears headed to the Chiefs. How bad could it be for the Bears as they head into the Super Bowl champion's lair? My silence speaks volumes. Ooh, boy. Chiefs have an only an 82% chance to win, according to the FPI. <laughs> Thought it had been bigger, and they are favored by 13, yes. But be clear. The Bears are the Bears. That's the only reason why I'm not just going to stay silent on this game. But the Chief, I haven't been impressed with the Chiefs. I haven't been. I haven't been impressed I, I, I with like them at all. I like that Jacksonville win. I know it wasn't pretty, but uh, that's... You like those gritty wins. Those yeah, that, are important. That was a football game that you. mattered. I feel you. Uh, Steelers traveling to the Raiders in what would have been a John Facinda love affair game. Steelers' offense is awful, man. They're awful. I like the Roomba boys. I like the Roomba. I like the blackout stadium. I, I'm taking Vegas to win. I Man, Pittsburgh is disappointing me. I thought, you know, I thought preseason Pickett was real. That dude sucks right it, now. It, I'm little, taking Vegas. Is little hands Pickett going to wear gloves indoors? <laughs> Rob, Your quarterback's wearing golf gloves, man. You got problems. Yeah, man. I, I like the Raiders. The Raiders, and they're going to just run Josh Jacobs till his knees fall off. Yeah. They're going to run that poor guy. They to have death. to. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that sponge out. The Eagles are traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers Monday night. Ooh, I'm starting to believe it. Is it is it crazy to me? I'm starting to kind of sort of believe in Baker, Tampa Bay. Baker, Baker, Baker. I'm going to take Tampa with the upset. Oh, we love that. The I'm Eagles. I'm Tampa with the upset this, on Monday night. I, I like Tampa. It's only a five-and-a-half-point line. Vegas is kind of leaning in with you Keep on Keep in this. mind, their coach is a defensive coach. Todd Bowles is a defensive coach. If he can, you know, scheme up some things to slow down Jalen Hurts and Baker doesn't turn the ball over, I'm going to take Tampa with the upset well, in the money line. Well, this is one that I'm glad I saved for you. The, the Eagles have lost three of their last four Monday night football games. Are they solar-powered? We will find Boom! out. Boom! I like the Eagles, though. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna delude myself into <laughs> what Baker's capable of. Baker's making me a believer. Go ahead. Rob. The other Monday night game is the Rams at the Bengals. Um, Bengals are doomed, man. This is this is, this is why when you do get to the bowl, it's so important you capitalize, even though it's it's hard. You know, this calf injury is not going anywhere. The Rams have shown that they're more than they're better than we thought. I like the Rams on the road to beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati falls to zero three. Not quite a pick'em by Vegas, but uh, BetUS has them uh, a two point favorite. Cincinnati at home. Yeah, I like I like Aaron Donald in the game. You know, Stafford low key's got an offense, and what that's dude's name? Puka Noah, Noah Puka. I don't yeah. know. He's got about fifty catches. To He's start Cooper this. Cup. He is, in fact, Cooper Cup. In fact, if you rearrange Cooper Cup's name, you come up with Puka Una. Uh, let's, I like that. <laughs> and finally, yeah. your Dallas Cowboys, 3 o'clock, a game you can catch live right here on San Antonio Sports Star, minus a Trayvon going into Arizona. Oh, man, I mean, it's a home game for Dallas. They're going to be playing for Trayvon, heavy hearts. Maybe Dak gets to flex his muscles a little bit. I like Dallas. What's the line? 
Uh, this one um, off. Oh, so it's all got good. Some Don't worry about it. Right now, whatever uh, it is, I like Dallas to win. I like Dallas to cover. I'm looking at uh, this one is uh, Caesars from yesterday, prior okay. to the injury, and it was Dallas by twelve. Oh, damn. So it's probably shrunk a little bit. Let me just stay. I'll just stay with the win. I don't like double-digit spreads. Uh, Trust me, neither do I. This was your pro football pick-em contest. It's an exhibition and a competition. Hey, we're graded on this. Go to sasportstar.com. Get yourself signed up. There is things to be won. A $50 gift card every week to our best winners. And if you're all the way through, there's $1,000 for your ultimate sports experience. The 9 o'clock hour is going to be so full of fun, we're going to have to invite some people to help us out. Uh, Just on the other side, Mike McCarthy is going to join us as we look back at the injury and look forward to the Arizona Cardinals. R.J. Ochoa is imminent. I want to talk real quickly as we head into break about our golf tournament that is a week from Monday. We have four spots available. Four teams. Teams, that's one. Yeah. Four teams available, 16 spots, uh, plus a couple of stragglers. Uh, you're running out of time. It's payday. You got the money. Uh, your boss has got the money. Head up the hall. Sanchez has got a little bit of money in, in the uh, petty cash drawer. Uh, get yourself signed up. The thing is coming up a week from Monday. <laughs> what? I got some petty cash. What the hell? Have <laughs> you ever had a, yeah, that's I the thing? Of, that's yeah, the old time. That's thing. old school stuff right there. Hey, go into the petty cash and yeah. go get some staples. Let me tell you, all my cash, it ain't petty. Any of it. it it's all very important. But right. the, um, it, it's it's worthy. It is a networking opportunity. Tell your boss you're going to be meeting people of like mind and like business. There'll be business going on. You'll be uh, out of the office. Tell your boss you can play with you. Make that you know that's the best way to do it. I don't know if I want to play with well, my no, you, you, Because I you want do. to be able to cuss and be well, stupid. You, that's why you, you you give them a shot to start the day. You get you get your boss to do something dumb, and you can hold it against him. Then you can act the fool, and he won't say anything because you got something on him. True. I've often been held to that account. Crazy that our tournament is on the same day as Spurs Media Day. I know. We're going to put some miles on the car. You know what's going to happen is we're going to do the show, and we're going to host the tourney. That's what's going to be. We're going to be riding around, and I'm going to take my driver, and we're going to have a blast. And Minix and Joe are going to go talk to the guys. I mean, it's only I right mean, it's the, that's what should happen. So I'm happy, but uh, I'm kind of sad. For those I'm unaware, forward to it. Uh, a week from Monday is the Spurs Media Day during our golf tournament. Yes, it's unfortunate. Right after M- Coach McCarthy is done, I'm giving away Adam Sandler tickets. You're so not invited to my bot mitzvah. It was so the, good. The, it was so cute. Little cute, little junior high, high school movie. I like those every now and then. Uh, I said we've got four spots available, and they're going to fill up. I'm afraid we're going to sell out over the weekend. So, seriously, uh, get, go to sasportstar.com, get yourself signed up. But we do have one held in reserve for next Thursday. One. Just one. Just for, one Just team. one. Four players will get to go play to the winner of our Golden Tee tournament that's coming up on thursday september the 28th at slackers the north star location that's right you come out and play in the tournament itself the winner will walk away with a family four pack uh to go see the wwe smackdown we've also got a place for the uh in the golf tournament but you cannot win unless you are playing that's golden tea at our favorite bar right behind north star mall that's slacker sports and arcade bar thursday the 28th uh Go practice. Yeah. That's the only way I'm going to get in. Hey, we're coming back with the, the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, Mike Ooh. McCarthy. He is next. Hang on tight. It's R&R in the morning, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake 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 up.
Bob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. with a left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. I'd like to welcome on the show here on R and R in the morning. Head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, brought to you by AA Best Melbourne's Mike McCarthy. Morning, Coach. How you feeling today? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How's everything in San Antonio? It's good, Coach. You know, we're just trying to get just trying to get to these fall temperatures, man. It's hot down here, but yeah. other than that, so uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll just we'll get right to it, Coach. Um, we'd be naive yeah. to think this is just another injury. I mean, it is football, but you know, when you're as you're a leader in that locker room, as popular as Trayvon Diggs, and you're as talented as he is. How how do you navigate? Hey, that's our guy. We feel awful, but we still got a job to do. It can't be easy to transition. Well, yeah, make no bones about it. It's a tremendous punch in the gut. I mean, it was uh, definitely someone you know, some someone that touches all of us, and definitely something that everybody felt, you know, on the field and then, then coming in afterwards. So. Um, you know, you feel terrible for Trayvon because, you know, especially everything he's, he pours into the game of football and really the level that he was playing and competing. Um, it was, you know, he was poised to have another great, great season. So, uh, but really, you know, your focus always goes to the personal component right. of it. And we just want to make sure he, make sure he knows that we love and support him. And uh, But, yes, we have to move forward and, and finish his preparation to go get this win in Arizona. So moving forward, prep goes. Do you know what the depth chart's going to look like? Can we just assume Bland's there, Lewis moves over, and there we go? Well, here's the, you know that's definitely an option, and that's definitely one we you know we'll work today, and um, and we feel like we're we're in good shape there. But yeah, that's I mean that's that's something that we're going to have to tighten up today and tomorrow. I mean, because you know once again that that was a that's a that's a punch in the gut. That's a you know that's a, that's our both you know first big adversity moment that uh, you know we're going to have to overcome this year. As a, a cohort of yours, uh, a fellow head coach, Eric Spolster, the Heat said, "You're blessed with adversity. You just want to make sure you you, you find a way through it, and it, it's got to be tough." Heck. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I'd say, um, you know, my heart goes to the personal component. Right. See what these, these guys go through, but um, yeah, it's um, the the thing that we're going to go unscathed um, through a season is it's just not practical in, in this in this league, you know. Um, so yeah, you just got. You just got to keep going, and this this really is a opportunity for the depth of our defense to to step up and show itself, and, and we have great confidence in that. Coach, we all, I mean, um, Tyler Biotish, what's his status, and if not, how, who fills that role? Well, um, you know, we you know Brock has been working in there as, as the number two, so, um, but yeah, I'm I'm not of high concern. Speaking with our medical staff last night, but you know, we'll we'll see oh, what okay. Tyler is when he gets. It gets here today, and um, so, but he'll definitely be limited today, and uh, you know we'll take some tomorrow. Is, is kind of the, the plan, but you know we, you don't really when those things pop up, you know, end of the day, you really don't know till the next day. True. So we'll, we'll see when he gets in there. Well, looking forward to Arizona in a couple of days, Coach. Did you did you talk to that guy that was calling the red zone plays? And if so, what'd you tell him? Oh yeah, I, mean, I was in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> No, it's uh, you know, I think it's like anything is you know, there's always going to be things that you want to do better in the game, and you know, and that, that was definitely one of them. But you know, the you know, we 
hit the target on, you know, most of the other um, focal points. And you know, one was you know, ball, ball control was, was was a big part of our our focus against that defense. And you know, we we knew we had to go the long way uh, to get in the end zone just from from a planning perspective. And, and I thought our guys were, did a tremendous job there, start you know, starting with Dak and the ball distribution. But yeah, it's it's um, you know, when you're going, I think what do we have five five series of 12 more plays. I mean, that's, that's difficult that's great. to do. Right. And, and, and but, speaking of that yeah, coach, but you got to finish it though. And we just didn't, we didn't finish some of those drives, you know, five play five drives, 12 or more plays. Do you come into games given your offensive structure with a, a snap count total number that you look at it? If we get this many snaps, we are going to be in pretty good position to play or to win given the volume of offense. Yeah, I, I think if you're looking for stats, I mean, if if you can take care of the football with zero gives, if you get 70 plays and 70. the ball distributed, 70, if you have a ball distributed 75% of those plays, you know, 55 attempts of, of rush and completion, you're going you're gonna to be hard to beat. So, I mean, that's that's the, those are kind of standards that you, you know, I know that's a rhythm in a, in a play style and an approach, you know, that, I, that I've always tried to adhere to, so. Well, you you can certainly see it, Coach. Are they there yet? Are are they at the rhythm that you want them to be, or or are we are we near it? Well, we've hit the seventy. You know, we, we've been above seventy five percent in both games. You know, and uh, this you know this past game, I think might have been a record. I, I don't know if I've ever. Yeah. I don't recall. Yeah, I don't. I think we had seventy five rushes and completions. You know, so you know that's uh, you know, that that's a tremendous tremendous outing. I mean, the, the goal is fifty five. Yeah, you got so, a pretty good OC. Yeah, well, we have, <laughs> two, we have two games in a row. You're living up to standards. Players, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's I'm all plus minus. Here. It's pluses or minuses, yeah. coach. You're either good or you're not. I hear. You. I hear you. No, I hear you. So, but the you know the distribution rate was 78 percent in the first game and 90 percent in the second game. So we're off to a good start there. Coach Dak was talking about he feels like you guys are better equipped for success. Do you agree with that? And what what make if you do what makes you guys feel that way? I think you know, like anything, we we have a you know, just look at our locker room. Just mm-hmm. look at the the makeup of the locker room. This this is a very good blend of veterans and and and, and young players. I mean, now we have a very strong you know uh, group as far as the first, second, third year players. But you know, we definitely have a very strong vet, veteran group. I I don't know if I've had a locker room as as balanced as this. You know, so um, and and with that, you know, you have the education and the experiences you know from the past that. That they you know can pay forward and, and 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 apply to these to the new players you know because a third of our football team is new so uh, through free agency or you know through the rookie class uh, but yeah I, I think you know definitely the the state of the locker room when we talk about culture you know it, it, it definitely applies to the experiences that these guys have gone through and um, and I tell you I'm I'm super impressed with the overall leadership of this of this team. Uh- Coach, I, I, you know what? I, when when I look at the schedule and I see all the moves that Arizona made, and to you know, media or fans' eyes, it looks weird, and you kind of say, okay, well, you know, that's that's going to be one of those trap games. But then I watch in the first two weeks, I, I wouldn't say that because I think in the NFL, more than any pro sport, bad tape follows you, and, and contracts aren't you know, quote unquote, guaranteed. It's not a bad a team as I thought they were coming in. This is going to be a I would I'd say this is going to be a pretty good game for you guys this Sunday. Yeah, this is by no means not a bad football team. I mean, just just watch the tape, watch the games. I mean, they, they had the Giants twenty eight seven and had a chance to win the game, and obviously Washington also. So um, yeah, this is a scrappy veteran 
tough, hard-nosed football team. They, you know, we got to really protect the ball this week. These these guys hunt the ball very well. Um, so that you know that'll be a big focal point. For offensively, uh, what do they do? What stand, What do you look at offensively that you got to take away from them first? Well, I just think like anything, it always starts with the run. I mean, you uh-huh. know who you are, defense, and that's the way teams are gonna. That's the way teams are gonna you know attack us too. But you know, and obviously, you know, the quarterback has the ability to make plays with his feet. So that's that's always a component you got to put a little extra time into. Mike McCarthy here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's always brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. So you're two weeks into it, Coach. You're, you're dealing with all the, the OC duties and all of that. Have you found your rhythm? And certainly you're going to have some hiccups in the way, but d- does it feel like this is the season now, the, the, new, the, the newlywed period's done, you're in the thick of it? Um, not quite. Not quite. You know, I was hoping this would yeah, be, because this is really the first week of, you know, we're on a normal seven-day schedule so but um yeah it's still a little bumpy right now but bumpy's good you know just roughing off bit of rough you know clean up some spots and so forth but you know i'll be ready to go sunday and at, at the end of the day that's all that matters well glass half full coach this whenever y'all play arizona you, you get a a, okay. you get an extra home game I'm not, I'm not being funny it's just it's just the real i mean it's like that for y'all in a couple places but definitely arizona so you know congrats on the extra home game yeah definitely no our fans were we 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 fully anticipate they'll be there strong, really, like they are every week. I mean, it's uh, so so impressed with our fan base. You know, even, you know, you pull up to the hotel, they're there at the hotel, just all, all the way through. So, yeah, we're looking forward to a great environment Sunday. You 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 talked about it quite a bit. Like, hey, you know, you kind of just stay out of Dan's way, but with what goes on with Trayvon, y'all meeting a little bit more than you normally would, and you kind of like, hey, okay, what's the plan going forward, or is is it still like you just kind of stay out of the way? You he does what he do, you do what you do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's conversations that you have at the beginning of the week and the end of the week, and you know that's that's always been there. You know, just as far as how, you know, the health of you know the health of the team is you know is an everyday ongoing conversation right. because we got to decide, you know, who the 48, you know, well it's 49 with the third quarterback, but the 48 players up. So that's how the week starts, and you know, and the stress points and. You know, he, he'll hit me with new ideas, you know, as far as what he's thinking, you know, you know bounce things off. And I have to do the same for him, too. So, but, yeah, that's that, that's a fluid conversation. And then really at the end of the week, then we have the we have the coordinators meeting on, on Saturday. And then, you know, it's the final presentation of the plan and how he's going to attack them. But, yeah, you know, I, I have great confidence in Dan and our defensive staff. What do you pull? Again, we talked about this with you before. What do you pull? Because I feel like you do have a February team when you look at it top to bottom and you look at how I could tell the chip on y'all shoulder this training camp. It was a different vibe this year. I've covered y'all three years. It's a different vibe. So I feel like you have a February team. What do you pull from your year in Green Bay when you went to the Super Bowl where you had 17 guys on the IR? Or is it just two total separate situations? Who's total separate situations? Well, I'm, uh, I'll say this because, you know, I had a number of people reach out to me, you know, after Trayvon's injury and uh i think it just shows you the level of respect that he has in the league um and a number of them reminded me of 2010 and but you know my my reaction is i hope to go i don't want to go down that road (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was a great accomplishment and uh but that was that was tough sledding uh but it it is definitely a reminder of how you got to keep moving forward and and like i said this is an, an opportunity for the depth of our defense to step up um it's it's like I said, it, it was a gut wrencher yesterday. You know, it's just the reality of, of his injury and, and and what he means to our team. But uh, you know, we will move on, and we, we got to finish this preparation, and get this win in Arizona. That's your head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. Always brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds. Coach, as always, we bid you a good week of practice, good travel, and stay healthy. We'll talk to you next Friday. Good, good luck, Coach.
Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate it. That's Mike McCarthy, your head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He's always brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. Resolute, determined, and sad all at the same time. They got to carry on. Trayvon is hurt, but there's work to be done. We're going to talk about the game with the Cardinals and what we just heard from Mike McCarthy with R.J. Ochoa of Blogging the Boys next. But first, his name is Adam Sandler. He's coming to San Antonio. He'll be here just before Christmas. What a lovely gift to give those that you love. An evening with Adam Sandler. Chance to go right now get on the phone 656-3776-656 ESPN we got a pair of tickets to go see Sandler December the 17th at our beautiful AT&T Center be caller number five that's number five to 656-3776 and you'll be watching Adam Sandler with me hey we're coming back with RJ Ochoa hold on tight it's going to be good this is R&R and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star it's the RJ Ochoa show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star what's going on in Jerry's world what's the latest from Cowboy Camp. Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It's not the R.J. Ochoa show. It is Hell the no, R&R show playing host to R.J. Ochoa and his show. He of Blogging the Boys. He of Rock the Mic. He of the OS-17. He is RJ Ochoa. Welcome on the show, man. Good to see you. How, did you get a full night's rest? Been busy? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was uh, an interesting night. Following <laughs> busy night, night for night you. Football. Busy night for you. Um, yeah. Uh, Thursday night football. Challenge on MTV. I know you guys are big challenge fans. Last night, Wes uh, said he was retiring. I've been watching Wes on TV since I was in high school. What I mean, the hell so, are you, you talking know, about? What are you talking about? You know, I... I know you guys know. Don't don't be acting like this. Like you don't know who Wes is from the challenge on MTV. Don't be acting that. I way. gotta tell you, I don't. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm lost, bro. We What's all, the challenge? RJ, keep in mind, I'm 15 years older than you, so we ain't. You know, like we we old. Right. So you've never heard of MTV, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, right? no I, I opened the, the doors. I unlocked that door. <laughs> I was part of the. I saw video kill the radio well, star. So no, seriously, very, this is a long running show quickly, that the guy's retiring. Very quickly, um, you know what the real world is. Um, at the beginning of all that, they developed what they called the challenge, which was kind of you know a, mm-hmm. I don't think a game show, but I'm sure you've seen something similar to it, uh, which was originally people from the real world. It it grew and grew and grew over time. Now there's even people from like Big Brother and Survivor that go on there. Gotcha. Uh, but one of the OGs, uh, his name is Wes. Um, He's WWE guy. Of the show. No. Oh, um, not him. Oh, that's on, Mike. He, he he was actually on the Real World Austin uh, way back when. That was how he broke in. But he's been doing these challenge. The challenge is one of those only shows. Like every other show, like Survivor, Big Brother, it's a new cast every right. year. But the challenge, they they bring some people back every season. So. This has been on TV for these little games. Really? For, you made again, a career out of it? Um, yeah. I mean, he's won before. He's won, like, you know, I would say, like, a grand sum total of, like, 800 grand, you know, doing wow. this. And well, so um, it's uh, it's the end of an era to see him kind of walk away. Can he play defensive back? Can he play quarterback? He's a great swimmer. Oh, um, well. that, that's like that's like his, his strength, but no, he can't, um, and that makes me sad. Thoughts? Broad view from blogging the boys at the, at the loss of Trayvon Diggs. It's difficult because um, I think the instinct is, well, this is really depressing and this is really sad. And, and there's also a human element, right? Like you're, you're bummed for Trayvon Diggs. Right. You're kind of bummed for everyone. Um, and, and I think seeing the, the fallout and the reaction from his teammates certainly adds to that. 
Um, but, you know, kind of like how you shouldn't take a running back in the first round. You shouldn't take, you know, you, there's, there's an improper utilization of resources, things like that. If we're just being if we're straight up and we're just, you know, stating facts, this is not the kind of injury that can derail a season. It, it makes the season more difficult. There's no question about it. Um, and one of my Twitter followers said um, they go from, you know, now they're just a really good defense instead of a potentially historic one. Um, I'm not even ready to are, put that to bed. It, the, the reality is, you know, you can survive this. And, and that sounds horrible because we feel so bad. But that's, you know, all of these things can be true at the same time. Absolutely. Um, you know, we just spoke with head coach Mike McCarthy. He wasn't overly concerned with Tyler Biotish. Which the to me when when talking to you going all the way back to training yeah. camp you were like offensive line depth offensive line depth the the depth charts that I've checked R J they don't even have someone listed he did bring up was it Brock Brock Are, your thoughts on on that more I mean and we're not again I think we got to keep cl- uh, clarifying this we're not just trying to throw Trayvon to the wolves right but right right this is more important in the grand scheme yeah, of things. I mean- well, the reality is that Tyler Biotish can play on Sunday. Like we know that Trayvon can't, right? Like right. we, you know, um, we we, uh, we are not Siths, but we deal in absolutes around here. And so um, it's the, the offensive line depth is a really interesting thing. One of our writers has an article going out later today um, that's kind of about this. Like the the Cowboys sort of do have offensive line depth, right? Like, um, and that was you know, I mean, and. I don't know that, you know, I want to pound my chest about that. And yesterday's one of those, like, rattle the cage moments that makes you kind of realize how, how fleeting all this really is. How, you know, if, if, the, if the butterfly flaps its wings one way, your season can change in a dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they haven't played a game with their intended offensive line since late 2021. I don't know if y'all realize that or not, but when the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith, the plan – was Tyron at left tackle, Tyler at left guard, Tyler Biotis at center, Zach Martin at right guard, and still right tackle. Because of Tyron's injury at the beginning of last year and then still getting hurt, they have literally never, not one single time for one moment, one snap, had them all together. And they have survived this year. I mean, that sounds crazy to say week three that they've been surviving, but they have. And now you've got this Biotis thing. That's probably the place where they have the scariest point of depth because Biotis is super underrated, man. I mean, not only is he kind of a low-key leader, he's recovered two fumbles. In each oh, good point. Season. I good mean, point. He, is, he is a hustler. Uh, but, you know, Brock Hoffman is the main believing, and every guy they believe or have believed in to this point has found a way to step up and find their own role. That's a good name, too. Brock Hoffman, center, Dallas Cowboys. Good, good lawyer, too. It, it does sound know. good. Uh, yeah. Gray the McCarthy's OC style. Well, play caller. He's not yeah, the OC. Well, well, I mean, play calling style, the the offense, and and the you know up to the line of scrimmage, the quickness, the rapidity we're seeing, the the ball movement, all that. Put it together for me. I think it's important to contextualize that because I think it would be different on different teams. And you know, I'm not trying to say I told you so to the world, but back at the NFL Combine, and look, I've been wrong about a million things. Oh yeah, back we at all the NFL are. Right. Combine, um, Mike McCarthy said, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, when talking about Kellen Moore, he said, look, I've been where Kellen has been. Kellen wants to light up the scoreboard. I want to run the ball and rest our defense. And everybody thought this dude had lost it. Like, everybody was like, what do you mean you don't want to light up the scoreboard? Like, what is, what is your problem? 
Um, and so Kellen Moore is again, and I don't mean this to slight him, but he's kind of Ricky Bobby. Like he just wants to go fast. Like he just wants to score all the time. And the team that wins the Super Bowl sometimes isn't the best offense in the NFL. Um, if you watch that Chargers game last week, they lost in overtime. They got the ball to start that overtime period. First and second down, they go deep, and obviously it doesn't happen. So then, then it's third and ten, and, you know, it's getting late, and they can't convert, and so they punt and they lose. And so McCarthy, um, I think, has done a phenomenal job at marrying the strengths of his overall football team right. through the prism of, of what he calls, which is the offense. And so um, you know, field goals count. You know, like, like field goals are points the exact same way. They're less, but people, you know, I think are, are, are labeling it as conservative. I'm labeling it as understanding the overall picture. He knows that sometimes in September your star cornerback's going to get hurt. You know, sometimes in November this is going to pop up. And so I think he really deserves a lot of props. I mean, like, the, the quickness of it all is really impressive. I mean, it's an A-plus sort of affair right now for me. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, Rudy brought up with McCarthy earlier uh, his, uh, was it 2017? What year was the 17 IR guys? What year was that with Green Bay? 2010. 2010. Was, he brought up uh, McCarthy's 2010. You're like, well, you kind of been there. He's like, dude, I do not want to revisit that year. No matter how said good it turned out. He called him. He said a bunch of people called him and reminded him. Like, dude, that dude, was you, awful. You've been through this. And he said, hey, you know uh, what? It is re- important for me to reflect on that. He said, I don't want to go through that, but it is important yeah. for me to know that I've been through this and we still won a title. I was going to say the 2010 Green Bay Packers right. won the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, and he's talked about that before. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I mean, it, and it's, you know, there's no predictive things. I mean, I know I kind of have made a career out of that being a bit on Twitter. Um, but you know, just because you, you overcame that hurdle once in 2010, doesn't mean you'll do so again, but I will say I I am constantly impressed with him. Like he seems to be somebody who always knows the right thing to say, uh, in the face of any kind of adversity, whether on or off the field. Um, and, and that kind of lends to his skills as a play caller. I I don't mean to say that, um, I don't mean to gatekeep and say to be an amazing play caller head coach, you have to have all of this experience, but, but I think you can see that, that he has all of this experience and that's how he knows, like, look, dude, we can't just rely on scoring 50 points every week. Like that's not enough. And oddly enough, I think that maybe what, what the catalytic moment for him, and this is my assumption may have been was the absence of Dak Prescott last year. Because of that, they had to revert to this kind of offense, this kind of take all the low-hanging fruit, just survive, let your defense play great on the other side of things. In a weird way, sometimes that can happen. If you have an elite quarterback, you can just lean into that too much, and then you put all of it on him, and you know you forget that there's 52 other players on the team. You know what? Damn, that's interesting. You know what? Maybe after he returned, speaking of Dak Prescott, RJ, you're the first one to heard say that. Maybe that was like, and then McCarthy had to watch it play out. Like, maybe a part of him said, why the hell Am I doing didn't this? we just stick to what we did when Cooper went 4-1? And, one? and that's one. not a slight to Dak. I don't know what year we said you don't have to be great for us to win became a thing as as a negative you know, connotation. But I, I, you know what, now that I think about it, I could see Mike sitting alone with himself and being like, dude, why aren't we just sticking to what we did? Why are we going back to – this air raid, this hurry up, let's 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 put a thousand points on the board. Why don't we just stick to what we did with just a little bit more? Because Dak is better than Cooper. I mean, 
I think that today's game, the modern game, is dominated by the quarterbacks. And so, like, general consensus is you have to throw for 300 yards. You have to have three passing touchdowns. You have to do all the stuff. Um, and, you know, M- Mike himself has a quote that I really love that he said last year. He said, defense wins championships, but the Super Bowl is won by the quarterback. Um, and so mm. th- th- there will there will be a time this season, even the way the Cowboys are playing, where they will have to push and, and they will have to, to be the heavy lifter. Um, and that's the thing, you know, um, just because this is how they've won these first two games doesn't necessarily suggest like that's how they're going to play every game. And I think that's where Mike knows, you know, how to press his specific opponents. I mean, you know, last year against, on Christmas Eve against the Eagles, Dak Prescott was phenomenal. I mean, it, it was truly because that's what you needed. And you're going to need that at some point in time. In some other games, he's going to have turnovers because that's just life. And the defense is going to have to be even better. Um, but something that I sort of have come around on is that he will attack opponents in, in specific ways. Everybody knew the Jets want to come in. They want to play. They want to show off that defense. They want to get off to an early start. They want to run the ball. So what does Mike do when he wins the toss? He defies yep. the, you always kick first. You, you double dip at halftime. He says, I want the ball because I want to put an end to that narrative. I want to put them in an early Great hole. Point. And what does he, Great what point. Does he do? He, 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 he dices them up the entire – and maybe the most impressive thing he's done is he is finding ways to scheme open his playmakers. He's helping CeeDee Lamb. And to your point, Rudy, I don't know when it became embarrassing for star players to need help. Um, you know, and so – he is finding ways to put the ball in his most dynamic playmaker's hands as opposed to relying on them just getting open, just beating their guy. Like, no, dude, you can. that's your job. Your job as an offensive play caller is to put them in positions to win. Are you, are you getting a, a, a sense and a, a change in attitude from Dak and his, his relationship to being a quarterback in the press? I, I'm feeling a little bit more of a saltiness from Dak over the last week and a half or so. That uh, I'm tired of everything we've said before. This is a this is this is what this team is. I, I don't know how to define it yet, but I feel a, a Dak taking a different tack other than I'm just happy to be here. Good quarterbacks, good plays, practice hard, kind of a guy. Am I am I wrong there? I would say that I think that Dak is pretty lenient and understanding. Well, of he his, jumped on Todd well, Archer. I saw him jump on Archer to start the week, and and then I felt like this. What I heard yesterday. Was a Dak that's kind of like I'm tired of the I'm tired of this. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he's willing to offer more grace than than most because he knows, hey, I'm the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Like there's there's some some bells and whistles that come along with him. So I do think he tolerates more than most people probably would in that position. Um, and so I, you know, along those lines, I think over the off season he was willing to tolerate all the interception questions because. It was the offseason, right? Like, like he, right. there was nothing. He was stuck, right? Like he couldn't do anything except say it's going to be different. Um, and so I would imagine that it would be very frustrating if after two games of incredibly dominant and efficient play, not just on defense but on offense as well, for you to be asked, like, hey, what do you think about the interceptions last year? For him to be like, okay, dude, like, what's going on? Like, now, now we have actual data to work with, right? Like, now we have actual substance. Right. Like, we no longer have to look at these teams as far as who they were last year. Last year is, is shout out to Justin Timberlake and T.I. It's dead and gone. Like, we are here in 2023. Well we have football happening right here. Quit ignoring it. In the next, like, the, at this point, the interception thing does feel like poking a narrative, although I don't think that's what Todd was doing. Todd isn't that kind of person. Um, Deron Bland, 
Emmett Smith always tells us, you know, when we talked about Tony Pollard and him replacing Zeke when Zeke was still here, it's different when you're the one. Deron Bland has had some success. He's found the balls found him six different times. Will it be different now that you are the guy? And and how much do you expect teams to at least try to exploit that? Because on the other side, you have a Hall of Famer in Gilmore. That's the other thing. Well, you're still not the one, right? Like, like you, you're, you're you, you don't think you don't uh, think you think it's Jordan? Is that what you're telling me? Well, no, 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 we I'm asked McCarthy. Like Go ahead. You're not the the, the top cornerback on the okay. team, right? Like you're right. still, you know, like you're 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 kicking outside. There's no question about it. Um, and he's done that before um, because Anthony Brown wasn't too reliable last year. And yeah, I mean, that's look, you're, you know, it's hard. It's, it's going to be hard. Like it's going to be really difficult. Um, but I mean, you have to. It has to work, right? Like if if they're going to win the Super Bowl, it has to work. And I think there's, you know, there's a track. Like nobody at this point who's a second year, former first, fifth round pick, whatever, that's being thrusted into this situation. Nobody has the career resume, you know, to to be brief about it that Deron Bland does. So like this is about as good of a player as you can have inherit this role under these circumstances. And so, I mean, it, it's it's a, you're right. He's going to be tested a lot because nobody's going to want to throw at Gilmore. I mean, nobody's going to you know give him that much respect. So he's going to have to put those playmaking you know skills to the test again. Are you ready for this? This defensive line yeah. is so good, RJ. We're going to turn we're, the Cowboy fans going to turn Deron Bland into the All World corner because when you have a defensive line like that, RJ, I'm not, and I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm of course I'm being funny. You 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 be able to stay with a few receivers. It, with, with the defense, way that defensive line is playing, we're gonna turn them into I mean, all it's world. A, it's an age old chicken or the egg. What what helps more, a great pass rush or a great you know cover group? It's pass so rush. Right. I mean, no, I mean you're right. Like if, if the quarterback's bad. under duress, um, <laughs> it's always it, it helps everyone. Yeah, and and so you know that's what I'm saying. Like if you're feeling shaky about Deron Bland, I mean I don't blame you. Like you're obviously startled about the Diggs thing, but like. He's he's really been impressive as an NFL player. Um, so again, you should feel great about that. He has, to your point, the best pass rush in the NFL working in front of him, and he has, uh, to your point, Hall of Fame corner on the other side who he can learn from, who is really great about teaching all the young players, obviously in the room that will seemingly kind of help him. Hey, young buck, let's get this together. It's you and me. We're the show back here. So yeah, I mean, um, there's there's. Very, very fair reason to buy stock in Deron Bland and what he's about to have to do. Well, for him to be the guy that we hope he's going to be, Micah needs to continue this kind of MVP run. There's been a little bit of talk the week over on the Nationals about the ability of a defensive player to win MVP, and Micah certainly is getting the credit for what he's done so far. Do you think it's even possible that MVP is a thing that Micah can get, and how important is it for him to stay that course for you know the likes of D-Law to continue to show that you know he's still not around, and even though... Elon might have passed the torch. He's still here. Let's talk about Micah and MVP. You know, uh, people say if J.J. Watt couldn't win it in 2014, that, that it could never happen. Um, he was on the Texans. At least like it, well, that's that's my point, is no offense to J.J. Watt. I hope he's enjoying his retirement in Arizona. Um, but um, it's a very different thing to play for the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm a big believer in – you know, these awards, I don't mean to say they're rigged or anything like that, but they are really heavily narrative-based. 
Um, you know, you it's it's not simply, oh, who's the best offensive player in the NFL? It's, well, who's the best non-quarterback offensive player, right? Like, that's our offensive player of the year, right? Like, right. things like that. Coach of the year is kind of like a rookie of the year for coaches. Um, you know, what what coach overachieved? You know, so you can see that narrative. Micah plays for the most visible team in the NFL, in the world, hell. Micah, obviously, is doing these incredibly dominant things. Micah, unlike JJ in 2014, happens to be playing at a time where offense is a little bit down. Uh, now, we're only two weeks and a game in, uh, but if this very, very small trend as far as, you know, data and sample size is concerned were to continue, if offense were to kind of stay down, then you can, you know, see a, a world where there is no quarterback who throws for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And therefore, Micah, you know, playing on the big stage, this big platform, whatever, all of a sudden that case looks a little bit more tolerable. And if the Cowboys are the number one seed in the NFC, if he does have the, the most sacks in the NFL, if he does, there's going to be some stupid stat, I promise you, when we get to December that's going to be like Micah Parsons has you know, 19 and a half sacks on his own. But on plays where he has been double teamed, his teammates have accrued 59 sacks right. that you could theoretically assign to him. And it's, it's just going to be this right. like unbelievable sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still would not bet on him. But, I mean, if, if he's the highest odds or has the highest odds of any non-quarterback in the NFL at drafting sportsbook. So, I mean, it, it's, if it's possible, it's now, it's this time, it's this player in this specific position. Your thoughts on the boogeyman that is the 49ers last night? I mean, it looked a little flawed early on. Okay. I'm willing to That's give fair. them the, okay. it's, it's But it's Thursday night football. You know, everyone's always a little sluggish. I mean, it's, it's you know, and then they wake up, and it's just really annoying. I mean, it, <laughs> and I've, I've, I've told you all this before, and it's still true. Um you know, C.D. Lamb yesterday had a, a comment about, you know, or he, he was asked about them being great or something like that. And he was like, look, our, you know, it, it's the first two weeks of the season. We're looking forward to week five. And I don't know if that was said specifically because the Cowboys visit the 49ers in week five. And if they view that as some sort of measuring stick opportunity, the Cowboys could go win that game 40 to nothing. And they are still just as much of the boogeyman to me. Like, mm. you know, and I don't mean to be negative or pessimistic, but like, and, and I will enjoy it and I will, you know, have some fun, but like you, you could beat them in October. That's fine. I've seen Cowboys teams dominate in October and November and December, beat them in January. And then, then we're willing to say the boogeyman's gone. The monster under your bed is out of here. Like uh, until you do that, we, we will give you your flowers. But we, we will remain scarred until we get to that point. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, your your column regarding the last time the Cowboys went. Yeah, we, we had some fun with that yesterday, uh, RJ. And use this uh, Rain Man mind of yours. What occurred when the when the collapse began? What was the the, uh, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back that ended up a non playoff team after a three and zero start? You're saying the last time the Cowboys were three. Right. What happened that caused the uh, what began the collapse? In 2019, that was the most recent time. Um, you know, they were a little bit inflated by their, their teams they beat. They beat New York and Washington and Miami and Taco Sack Jack, and it was this big old thing. Um, and they, I mean, I, I hate to lump it under one dude, but they were coached by Jason Garrett, and they just they didn't have the, the killer instinct that they seem to have right now. I mean, yeah. and that, I think, is evidenced by the fact that the third loss that year, because they, they actually fell to 3-3 three and three, uh, in 2019, was against the Jets. Um, and Sam Darnold Sam coming Darnold. back from Mono. And that 
that was just who they were. They just underperformed in those moments where they were supposed to kind of, you know, blast an opponent. Um, in 2000, you know, the 2008 Cowboys might be the most talented team in franchise history to not even make the playoffs. Um, and that team missed the playoffs because they ultimately dealt with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I referenced this in the article. It was a trip to Arizona, which is scary because of this week, and then mm. the Trayvon thing happened. Uh, it was a trip to Arizona that was really costly. Uh, Felix Jones, who was a rookie at the time, got hurt in that game, had to miss a lot of time. Matt McBriar, the punter, had his punt blocked in overtime and hurt his foot, and the Cardinals returned that to, to win that game off that touchdown in overtime. And Tony Romo hurt his pinky um, and had to miss some time that season as well. And it was just don't so clunky. Do, that don't was do this. What are you doing? I remember you, it's you, all you, coming what back. Do you mean? You, you asked. <laughs> I didn't ask you, Rob. You asked the <laughs> Um, that was the year they traded for Roy Williams mid-season. It was just oh. also forced. It was the final season at Texas Stadium. So there was this weird pressure around them. Um, but that season was a lot of injuries as opposed to 2019 where it was just, you know, not having proper leadership. All due respect to Jason. Real quick, RJ, are you ready for some adversity, though? Because you, I know you're a fan, clearly. But you're also a realist. That just by your answer about them beating San Francisco in October means nothing. Aren't you ready for some adversity just so you can get a real feel on it? Because mentally and everything they're saying, RJ, they are a different team. And, again, you know I would love to poke fun at them, but it feels different. Training camp felt different. These The pressers from the the players this week felt different. They're like really no nonsense. So are you ready for some adversity? I mean, ready or not, here it is, right? Like our cornerback goes down. No, I'm not talking about uh, in a game, though. I know what you – yes, that is adversity. But I'm talking about like, hey, you're down seven, you're down six, it's late fourth quarter. Like, are you ready to see that to see where they really are? Yeah, because we don't know. Like, it's it's easy to kick ass and take names, right? And, like, um, that's what was so impressive about the Eagles last year and what was impressive about the way they lost the Super Bowl because I thought, like, man, these dudes are just used to, to jumping on teams and they, they can't come from behind. That's right. why I was so impressed with Jalen Hurts. And thank God they still lost that game. But, yeah, I, I want to see them pushed. I mean, but, again, the reality is you can't be pushed in September. You, you just can't. <laughs> like, you, you cannot, you know, you, uh, you know it's, I used to tell David Chance for this, and I'll end with this. Um, a baseball game doesn't mean anything to me, really, unless the people in the crowd are wearing jackets, right? Like, if, if the people <laughs> in the crowd are wearing jackets, then then there's something serious yeah. on the line. Uh, but if they're not, then, like, it's okay. It's one game that's a part of the series. Go put on a coat. It matters. we got the Cardinals on Sunday. Appreciate is, you, big dog. He is RJ Ochoa stopping by. Check out all of his stuff at Blogging the Boys and on the socials. Hey, man, uh, enjoy your weekend. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you next y'all get some pudding or jello this weekend you can have you <laughs> i'm not a i'm a i'm a jello guy but i'm not a pudding guy i don't know man i'm not going into a hospital or <laughs> i put pudding away a long time ago i am not headed toward pitting we'll thank rj ochoa for stopping by on his regular and as we head into a weekend that uh, this is such a, a strange situation to be in because i think i could sum up cowboy fan and what we're, we're guardedly optimistic. Uh, it hurts. This sucks that this team was headed toward historic defense. And it doesn't mean they're still not, as, as, right. as RJ and both you and Rudy have pointed out. But we want to feel bad, but I don't feel like I'm just devastated. No, like you, this, you, you It's over. Be. You shouldn't be. And I feel bad that I don't feel that way because I know what Trayvon means. Absolutely. 
I thought Mike McCarthy earlier kind of summed things up. You know, it's next man up, got to move on. This sucks for, and it's not about professionally here. It's personally. That really hurts. I mean, you just don't get many that reps, many reps in the NFL. You don't get many years. And even though he'll be taking essentially this one off, that doesn't mean his career is any longer. It just no. means it's less we're going to get to see him play. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but again, it, it's Arizona's not going to be able to expose it anyways. I like Again, I like Arizona better than I thought I would, but that's not the team. And that's why I was asking RJ, when does he want to see the adversity? Maybe it comes versus the Patriots, or maybe it doesn't happen until the 49ers, which one of our YouTubers said, why aren't we talking about the 49ers red zone struggles last night? Only uh, the Cowboys. Is it because they've no, gone farther recently? It's a different, it's a different narrative because it's Brock Purdy. He's Mr. Irrelevant. All he has to do is stay out of the way. Don't make right. any mistakes. So if it's only a field goal, it was a wise decision because he didn't want to push it into the end zone and turn it over. Whereas if Dak Prescott ran the ser- very same play, why did he throw it into the end zone? I think you're on to something. Hey, you got a great football game tonight. You're going to be headed out to our farm. We'll be a Heroes for Madison versus Brandeis 730 kick. I cannot wait. 7 o'clock pregame. You doing it? Or no, is it pledge? It's pledge. Okay. We want to thank Hill Electric, Frost Bank, for bringing you all the high school football gals. We call that gal. It's game of the week to you and me. Southern Recipe nice. Small Batch Pork Rind, Smothers Window Tent. What's going on in the Amsterdam Club? Somebody tell me. The NCE General Contractors, the Sports Institute of TSAOG Orthopedics, and Smokey Joe's Barbecue. Yeah, Friday Lights and Business. Uh, Madison, I haven't heard their name mentioned much. What Two and two right now. Uh, you know, they're okay. They That's, had a rough season last year. And... I don't understand how Madison can ever have a rough year. I know. It's always There's always good. talent at Madison. There's always money in the banana stand. And it <laughs> is now officially the weekend. Go Rud Runners, birds up. We'll talk to everybody Monday with Coach Trailer. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Woo!